Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. What do we do? Yeah. We get magic. Recorded live. That's, that's the right number, I don't know. Why that's not why I'm Gibby is parking. It should be on her way. Nancy, can yeah. you... Come up and join us. I haven't tried it well, when I see how many seats are left. I counted. I counted. I'm going to give you a beverage choice. Oh, Nigel is attending by telephone. Yeah, but he's stuck on the Schuylkill. He's been in an accident. He stopped. So if we took us an hour from St. David's. An hour and 15 minutes. Ooh. There is a... Uh, accident. I don't know. Is somebody on the call? This is Sergio. Can I read him? Can you tell call in? It's just 45 minutes. Uh, I was on the last night. I was able to do 85. I don't want to hear about that. I try to avoid that road. I don't know what to tell you. Tim says he called in and it's working. Is he okay. on the right number? Yeah, you have the you want the number again? That's the one that's in the email from Rebecca, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay. go ahead and give it to me again so I can show you. Yeah, it's at the bottom, right there. Dial in. Call ID one four one five five one pound size. No, no, but what's the number itself? The telephone number. That's the the telephone number is one seven two four 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 seven four forty four. Does he have the pen? Thanks. You bet. I'll try. I'll try. And Dory is here. Does he have the pen? He will soon be here. Right. You're uh, supposed to run the meeting if he doesn't come. Really? Yeah, but after the minutes, if you want to go to finances, I'm prepared. We'll go directly. Pardon? We'll go directly to finances. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a sandwich break. That's right. have <laughs> a proper sense of priority. I don't know what he's responding to. Well, that's where Sergio used to be from. Where Sergio now lives in Sedona. Right. Sergio, you on the call? Hello? I I heard someone mention my name. I went to the Grand Canyon. We stopped at Sedona and we had a drink. Sergio and I. Okay. This is Sergio and Barbara. Hello? Is anyone on the call yet? Yes, uh, I am. Can you hear me? This is Sergio. Can you hear me? Hi, Sergio. This is Magid. I can hear you. 
I don't think they can hear us. Uh, hello, everyone. Is he there? We're here. Can you hear us? He said here, but it's not coming out of the speaker. You want me to get the... Yeah, right. Is everybody there on the call? Madrid and Sergio are both on the call. There you go. Okay. Success. Can you, can you, can you hear us now? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, a little bit. When's the publication publishing? When do you know? Okay. Great. Welcome to the meeting, everybody. I'm sorry, I did. I, I I should be there in about 20, 25 minutes. They shut down the Schuylkill for a still shut down on the on the westbound side um, for, a, for a very bad accident. Hello, Howard. Go ahead. Imagine um, around the table are William and Dory, Peter, Howard, Glenn, Nancy, Tim. And myself and Giddy will arrive in a minute. Okay, good. Um, good to see everyone there. And Sergio's on the phone. Welcome, Sergio. Thank um, you. We have a long agenda today, so we'll try to move through it um, effectively and efficiently. Uh, do we have the minutes from the uh, prior meeting? Imagine the minutes are showing on the screen in front of everyone, and once those are approved, we have the agenda ready to put up. Okay. So, um, do we have a motion to approve the minutes? So moved. Second. And there's a second. Do we have any amendments or questions? No, I am, this is Howard. Um, we did produce the document referenced on, under Arabic 2 for the cash flow report, um, et cetera, and I'd like those to be addended to the minutes uh, because they're mentioned in Arabic number 2. Okay. okay. All right. So be it. Any others? All those in favor? Aye. 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 All those opposed? Hearing none, motion carried. Thank you. I, I also uh, enter the proxy of Ed Newman and Harry Halloran, which I have in writing, in, in, in favor of accepting the minutes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, second on the uh, agenda is the uh, are the financial reports, Howard? Yes. All right, I'm going to pass out three documents. Um, the first is um, the cash flow for the end of this fiscal year, June 30th, 2016. Um, and what we've done is in three columns, we've put all the anticipated expenditures for the coming um, end of June, May and June, we did this in May, and then we redid it, uh, what, last week, Rebecca? Yeah. It shows that we are ending the year with a surplus of $7,380.69, but I should tell you that is in large part because of the surplus from the Islamophobia conference. Without that, we would have been in a deficit. 
Uh, some $36,000. We also, I met this morning with our our auditor, uh, who unfortunately is leaving Friedman, and we will file the audit. We've already filed the 990, um, and we will file the Pennsylvania corresponding document. I will send it to the board within the next seven to ten days, and the board then will vote to, hello, Giddy, will then vote to accept it electronically, and will go forth. The, the reason is that the federal law and the state law requires the board to approve the 990 and the corresponding Pennsylvania document. Uh, we didn't get it in writing. Uh, I still don't have it. I have it in draft on my computer. Um, and there's been some serious transitions because Friedman of New York has purchased Checkman Marks. They are sorting that all out. We're getting the attention of Bruce Marks, a senior partner, and uh, we'll file those. I did file the 990 on time, but there's a box that says the 990 has been approved by the board, yes, no. Uh, the accountant said, well, you know, it's going to be approved. You can do yes. Uh, with a smile on his face, I said, you can do that, but I can't. So um, I checked no. I wrote a note that said we're having a board meeting, and as soon as we have the documents, we will send them around for board approval, and that's the way it went. If the, if the IRS or the 990 wizards are doing their job, they'll pick that up and say, why didn't the board approve it? My guess is that might take, oh, I don't know, seven or eight years. Um, <laughs> given the effectiveness of that federal government. But you have in front of you the May-June document, which does show the surplus, and I just wanted to explain it. Does everyone have this one? It's the three-column one. You will note that on line three, yellow, um, the ICCE payment of two payments of $10,704.75, totaling $21,409.50, those are the payments to Barbara Zasloff through her consulting firm for her work on uh, the State Department contracts. And we delayed paying them until we had the funds in place. And since I believe if you get 60 days to pay, you take 59 days. And that's why they are in this document. So that's one document. Maybe we ask questions, not related. Whenever you wish. Can I ask questions? Yeah, sure. Uh, one question about the uh, audit expense, $10,500. Is that a one-time expense? That's the annual That's the annual cost, and, and that's it, what was approved by the board. And that, we're going to have to pay that much every year yeah. for them to count the money? And as they count it, we don't have it. What is it? Do we own it? That's for the required audit once you're of a certain size in Pennsylvania. What's the size? I don't remember what it is, but we're in it. Um, and so we have to move from what used to be called a um, review. And then when you get kicked up to an audit, they have to meet all the requirements of the audit per the accounting standards. Okay, well, it just, as a non expert, it just strikes me as being a huge amount of money. It was $10,000 last year. It's ten five this yeah, year. Right. Okay. 
And um, I will say, pardon? Len's in the wrong profession. He ought to be an accountant. Right. Okay. Yeah, well, All right. I, I just wanted to ask then, this isn't so much a question as a comment. I should say, Len, we yeah. asked around when we got when we were required to go to the audit to other firms, and this was not out of the ballpark. As a matter of fact, it was their original bid was 11.5. We got them down to 10.5 because I said I'll have to go with a lower bidder at 11. And I know the auditor Bruce Marks, and I said I think you ought to be in at 10.5, and he said okay. Well, yes, this is more a comment than a question. This is the 21,004 to IIC. Yes. It just strikes me. Now, question. Rebecca, does that money include the expenses for the trip? Yes. Yes. Uh, so presumably, I mean, it would be in good, good for me to see what, what we're paying her for the trip. In other words, just in and out. Rebecca can supply those details, and so can Abdallah. Okay. We have that detail broken down. And the majority is for lodging, right. admission to right. events, right. and food right. for the right. students. Right. Okay. Right. But I, I think in the future I would like to see, like to know what it is we're actually paying her. It's in the it's in the uh, I can thing tell you, we submitted. Seventy-four dollars an hour. It's in the document we submitted to the State Department for our grant. Okay, all right. And it probably would have been higher in the free market, but the government limits it. Okay. Okay. The second document I passed around is the cash flow for the first three months of uh, July, August, and September of our fiscal year. We'll go into this um, when we discuss the merger or the prospective merger. But Majid asked for a yes. preparation of the, these three months, and uh, so I did it. These are the correct numbers that we've done. They do show a deficit, but they don't show the income from Harry Halloran that's owed and will be repledged if the merger goes through. The blue little chart that we did separately is the expenses of the uh, State Department grant, which will be administered in July and August by Rebecca and the team, and uh, mostly Tim. And you'll see the second line of that are DI payrolls and benefits. What we've done this year, I think we did it last year too, but I'm not sure. Um, we've bulked the costs of Tim and Rebecca fully into these months for the State Department to bear that burden because essentially with school down, that is what they do. And that is not inconsistent with the requirements of the grant. So all the numbers are here. They're all negative, of course, because they're money flowing out. But you will see that the SUSE grant of $239,992 is fully expended in the blue chart, but we don't expect to spend it all. This is the bookkeeping. Mm. You said we're going to save three or four thousand dollars. Yeah, it depends. I'm saying that depends. They can they can run the program and not lose a dime, including the allocated salaries and benefits. 
we are hoping that we tighten up a little and we have a slight surplus. How we book that, we'll have to see as things move along. But there you are, and uh, that's the document that matches wanted for the first three months of the, the new fiscal year. Okay. Leonard. A quick comment. I, I don't know how many uh, board members are involved in giving talks and so in the program, the specific program this summer. <coughs> but in any case, whatever, whoever it is, I would like to urge them to automatically assume that their honorarium would be Made a donation to the DI. Yeah, Magid, Dory, and I, I think, did that last year. I don't know who else did yeah, it. Yeah, I was Giddy did. I did. And Dr. Giddy did. Okay. So that's uh, A, a good suggestion and one that is consistent with our history. Coming across to you now is a full year 2017 budget uh, printed on both sides of the page. So when you get finished with page one, Flip over to page two, page three, and then page four. Um, this is a very tentative budget, like most annual budgets. Um, it does take into account uh, several items, one of it which should um, hit your eyeballs is in the first page, the second little box. Can I pull those boxes? Of $25,000 for a university matching grant. This is something negotiated by Dr. Leonard Swidner, Swidler um, for a matching grant with the university to get an intern from the Department of Religion. We have to match that. This is very close to the full cost and Len provided or Rebecca provided us with a complete breakdown of tuition, room, board, and other related expenses. There's not gonna be any surplus here we are, will be obligated to raise $25,000 to get it, and uh, <coughs> that is something we're going to have to attend to as the years, year moves forward. Well, and I, and I would just add to that that you all should have received a letter describing the match and inviting you to participate in raising our, our $25,000 portion of the, the match. When and, 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 let, let me, and let me interrupt and speak to that. I, and Len and I talked on Saturday about the entire agenda, including this item. Um, I'm very concerned that we have a deficit budget. We don't have enough revenue to cover base salaries. Um, whether, uh, uh, so I'm very uncomfortable asking the board members and, and supporters to fund another scholarship for a... <clears throat> For a PhD pro program student, when we were running a deficit for our base staff, and that's not something I feel comfortable doing. Len said he would fund the entire matching funds if if he couldn't raise the funds elsewhere, whether it was from the Department of Religion or etc. And I'm fine if that if that happens, um, but I'm I'm really very uncomfortable with um, asking our donors to fund something tertiary when we haven't when we haven't. Um, met our, our need to fund our existing staff. Well, I mean, I would just say, and I'll, I'll speak to this more in my report, what we decided, um, i give you the specific details in the report, but we sent a smaller number of match letters. So most of the letters we sent out for annual appeal were, were general donations 
supporting JES, the Dialogue Institute, to support you know overhead ongoing expenses. A smaller number, including board members, were uh, especially uh, Tudor alum, former students of Lynn, who have that particular connection and interest. Some of them have been former interns themselves who would have a, a particularly invested interest. We decided to send us to a smaller group related to the match because the money is there, and if we don't, you know, Temp Temple's made the offer. It's available July 1, uh, but if we don't match it or come anywhere close to matching it, then, then it's not available. <coughs> so we decided to kind of divide. We still sent more than 200 letters for the general appeal, um, uh, much smaller. I don't, I'll give you the numbers. Well, but so Tim, the letters just, are already out. Is my point. So well, just, but I'm making it. But I, I just want to make it clear that with the, the board never approved that. We never. We never. This is something in the 2017 budget. It should have been talked about before we asked for money. Um, it, it, was in know, my, it was in my report in the last the last board meeting. Fine, but we should not be trying to fund you know things when we haven't funded our base operations fully. And and um, uh, I understand this is something that's wonderful to do and and it's needed and it's matching. But but we need to we need to we need to you know really focus on funding your salary, Rebecca's salary, Nancy's salary. Make sure we have that before we, we go out and ask people to give money to something else. Okay. Um, well, the budget. I don't think we're going to approve a full year budget because of how you want to discuss the merger when we get to that. But the documents right. that you requested be prepared, all three of them are here for discussion. Um, and that is my report. Well, and I, I just wanted everyone to understand, and the minutes should note that that you know if this moves forward, it has to be it has to be raised it has to raise funds outside of of the base DI budget. Noted, Najid. I should say that um, one of the things that you worry about if you're a treasurer of a nonprofit is what is commonly called in the literature a structural deficit, which means a deficit that is just... What's so funny? It's being repaired by a truck. Yes. Um, this deficit, without the $25,000 that uh, we have to raise, noted by Majid, would be $49,900, um, and budgets are always perspective and subject to um, violation and change, but it's the best numbers we could come up with. If uh, the merger goes through and the Halloran funds continue at a $50,000 or more level, we would not, repeat, not have a structural deficit. Without the scholarship. Yeah. Without the scholarship. Taking the scholarship out, it's 49.9. Putting the scholarship in, it's the 74.9 that you see, and uh, that's the best I can do given what I know. So, Mr. Chairman, that's my report. Thank you, Howard. Um, I, we will need a vote on the three-month budget, and we will, um, you know, talk further about the uh, the rest of the fiscal year. Is there a motion on a, on a budget for three months? No, I, I, I would say that you want to discuss the merger and then take that vote. I agree. Sure. 
Well, I'm fine with that. That's fine. Um, and I've, I just parked at Temple, so I'm walking over. Um, Why don't we take a break until you hear us? If it's that close. If, um, can someone give an update on the Journal of Ecumenical Studies, and then and that's next on the agenda. And then Patrick, we're excuse yeah. me. Peter has just suggested that if you're walking over, we take a little break and just let you get here. Well, um, why not use the time to talk about the journal? That's next on the agenda. Okay. Okay. The only thing I can tell you at this point is that the Islamophobia special issue is at pen press being typeset as we speak. I'm hoping by the end of the week to have it to proofread it and then get it back so that the printer can get it as soon as possible. So at least at some point in July, early July, I hope, when it comes out. Thank you, Nancy. Um, Paul Moises uh, apologized that he could not be on the call. He um, again raised the urgency that, that steps be taken to um, bring in um, new resources to, to oversee um, the journal and, and so that he can step back from the work that he's been doing and the burden that he's been carrying. And um, he's been long suffering and very patient. Um, um, what, are, what, what steps are being taken and what steps can we take to um, address his request? Well, for, for openers, um, the idea of the holder of the chair of interreligious dialogue in the religion department, so Fox will also be editor of the journal. So that was the initial succession plan. So presumably that will happen. Um, by the fall of 17. And um, in the interim, between now and the fall of 17? Well, between then and now, Paul and I continue doing the work. What the, the work means, reading manuscripts, sending them out to uh, get, getting the reviews back from the other three uh, scholars, reviewing the manuscripts, making a decision to accept or not accept to revise, and communicate with the authors. I think that's what, that's what the work is that we're talking about. So Paul and I continue to do that for the two of us. The work also includes the full-time work Nancy is doing on copy editing and author correspondence. Um, we have had Len and I conversations with Nancy, which she can correct me if I've, if I've got it wrong, that she would continue full-time until January 17, at which time she would go part-time and then retire July 17. Presumably, the new chair will be starting the fall of 17, and <coughs> seeing who that person is, we would know exactly what else we needed. Um, the copy editing can go to pen press. The piece that I feel is important to safeguard are relationships with authors. 
some of the money coming in right now is earmarked in honor of Nancy Crody. So we can't short sell her relationships. We have to download those. And she and I are scheduled to spend the month of January um, doing just that, sorting through her office, trans downloading the history she holds of the institution, organization, um, to me so that we're in a position to work with a possible new chair and a possible new executive director if the merger goes through. And so at that point, my job changes, and I was a professional editor for 20 years of an academic journal uh, among the Quakers, small to be sure, but I know Nancy's style issues, I understand what's needed, and it might be that there's a small portion that can be added to my job when and if the merger goes through, who could work with the new chair, if that goes through. So those are the conversations that are on the table among us. Um, it's a bit of a house of cards right now, but it's in conversation. Well, thank you, Rebecca. That was very helpful. And it would be good to document that and make sure that Paul Moises is on board with all of that. Okay. It's Peter here, Magic. I just have a question. This this new like director, chair, or whatever the position actually is called. Two different things. Chair is the religion department. Right, right. Chair. But but is it is it I mean I just have a question. Is it really feasible that that person be the chair of the religion? No, no. No, no. Holder of the chair of the like I am. Right. But I mean that he'll have or she'll have teaching responsibilities? Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. And, and, and to be an editor at the same time? I mean, right. Is that really? That, that's, that's I mean, that's a that's a that's the job that's description. That's the job description. That's what we were looking for when we studied five years ago. I don't recommend that you volunteer for that job. No, I'm I'm just I'm just saying is that is that's a very large capacity for that. Well, I already have two people who would like the job who've got the capacity. Yeah, um, I should just say that when we move forward um, uh, with the merger and with the chair and with the uh, potential retirements uh, and with Paul's uh, obligations that he has to himself as a re more retired person than as a professor at Rosemont, that uh, we are going to have to, as a board or as a committee, we at some point talked about having a committee that would focus solely on the uh, management and relationships of the journal, that that's going to have to be looked at. It's my personal view, but it could and there's a high probability that it's wrong, that you need a, a more junior person to do the kind of work that Paul was doing. Not that Paul was a junior, he's a full professor but his commitment to the Dialogue Institute and the journal was such that he was doing the work that is not often done by senior chaired professors. Um, and we're going to have to, I think, as part of the deal with Temple, and that's a pretty complicated arrangement, 
uh, including with Lynn's chair, we're going to have to work out getting a junior person, probably certainly non-tenured, to be given time to do the work of the journal, what I would call, for lack of a better term, the scut work of producing the journal that Paul's been doing. And with Nancy leaving, that becomes the, and Rebecca, if she takes that over, it's a, it's a much more complicated game than just saying we're going to have a new editor. We have to have how, a, how many hours we have to have a committee of the board that worries about the journal because it's a key component of our standing in the community. It's very ready. We will probably what forty manuscripts a year, thirty to forty that we would. How about a hundred? Huh? How about a hundred? A uh, hundred manuscripts. <laughs> and, and, and the vast majority of them are, are at a very quick reach. No, I'm afraid not. Well, we, we, do, we do how many per issue? Six, seven? Five or six now because Penn's Because what? Penn what? Because Penn's process of typesetting allows fewer articles per issue. Right. Okay. So 100 in total, 25. There may be that many that, that come over, over the transfer in yeah. a year's time. And then maybe 25 that are eventually published. Um, 20, 20, 20, to, 20 to 24. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, the, but the other component from what I heard from Rebecca <clears throat> was the relationship of the Journal of Nancy with authors. So, you know, the publishing realm and pool for people is very limited. It's not a lot of people. And now that we don't have majority of university professors tenured, they don't have to worry about publishing as rapidly as in the past. So that that again limits, you know, that's a critical thing on who you can attract to publish that will be of the level of the journal that has been. Because, you know, really, honestly, some of the stuff that has come out, not from our journal, but from other journals, it's really popular stuff, I mean, quick things. You know, Islamophobia, I mean, there's probably 15 journals that have done that you know, in this past year. So. I think this conversation will be easier once the merger and chair conversations happen. I think that's right. Because the combined mission or whatever we come to will hold values and assumptions about our organization. I that urge that the chairs take us into the discussion. Thank you. So thank you for the update on the uh, Journal of Ecumenical Studies. It, it, it is a core foundational, uh, and, it, and, and it is what started this organization, so uh, we need to... I have a small question for Nancy. Go ahead. Yes, sir, just go ahead. Uh, Nancy, um, could you just quickly update me on the status of the discussions with Hans Uko about using the material? <laughs> I am still attempting to get a final yes from both Len and Paul on pushing it. Uh, it would require two journal issues to do it. 
we really cannot do it as a book simply because the ecumenical press cannot afford to print several hundred and then not have the ability to distribute them, which may right. be the reason the World Council said no in the first place. But okay. as, a journal, as a journal issue, the issues, it would make sense. Okay, would it help you to have um, a lot of good material already sort of somewhat edited and redacted to sort of um, move the journal along and perhaps even help in any kind of transition that you're managing uh, because it would lighten your workload? Well, yes and no. <laughs> um, we've got those those two probable issues and a third one that's on a somewhat similar of a similar nature, but it will be a separate issue. So those three things are already in the works. The problem is then that just pushes back all of the articles that we've already accepted. Wow. their publication. I mean, the Yoko material should not need to be sent out for review, in other words, because it's already gone through that process. So, so what are the next? So Nancy said you need approval from Len and Paul. Well, Paul and I simply need to divide up uh, the reading responsibilities and, and move on if that's all. And we could do that, I would say, in the next 14 days. Did you get that, Sergio? Does that satisfy your question? Um, Len, Len's response came across pretty garbled. I said, um, wait. In order to move forward, Paul and I need to uh, read the material and make our uh, joint decisions and recommendations, and we will do that in, within 14 days. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sergio. Uh, moving on to the uh, fourth item on the agenda, the, mer the merger uh, discussion. Um, we've had a number of discussions over the past several months. Um, the executive committee uh, of the Dialogue Institute met with the executive committee of Intercultural Journeys about five weeks ago, um, and that included staff from both organizations. Um, a good part of the discussion went quite well. I think a majority of board members on both organizations see the benefits of merging. And, and that the combination would be much greater than the sum of two parts. Um, unfortunately, there, there were discussions in the, in the latter part of the meeting that, that uh, raised major concerns with our potential partners at Intercultural Journeys. And um, they have stopped um, uh, the discussions at that point until uh, we've had further discussions internally here as to how we want to go back to them. Uh, they're very concerned that uh, the deficit at, at uh, the Dialogue Institute is a major problem. Um, we had told them that Harry was committed to um, supporting a combined organization. Um, Len informed them that Harry had said he was not going to fund the, 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 the DI anymore. So they heard two messages from us. That's not, that's not, uh, not a good thing. So they want us to make sure we are all in agreement before we come back to them with any further discussions. Um, and, and then it's a question mark. They really, they, they feel that Intercultural Journeys is an organization that's managed well. 
that has a strong board and has an, an image um, with its donors and supporters that's very positive. They would not like to see a merger happen that would create uh, tension, and 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 they and they feel very strongly about Lindsey Crane as an effective leader. They would not want to see her undermined if she uh, became the, the head of a merged organization. So they have uh, many concerns and has a, you know, qualms at this point about merging because they did not hear a unified message at, at that joint meeting uh, five weeks ago. So um, that's where we're at at this point. It's, um, uh, uh, we've met a few times internally with the executive committee and Lynn and Rebecca to talk about this. Um, you know, we want to bring it to the full board now to, to let everybody know that uh, it's something you know, that I as chair support. I think um, it, 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 was, would have been, it is a very potentially very good opportunity for, for the Dialogue Institute to gain management expertise, a much stronger board, and a much, much more professional way of doing business. And, and, and I thought that was good for the Dialogue Institute if we could accomplish that through the merger. I'm very concerned that if we don't accomplish the merger that, that uh, the downside is, is quite dire. But I will open it up for questions at this point or comments. From and the resolution is fine. Okay. Yes, we hope to see the resolution of six. Um, I'd like to state again that I am fully and strongly in favor of um, moving forward on the merger and that I would very much like to see the Helen, you, sorry, I'm just concerned okay. about the, I need to hear you. Sorry. Anyway, I'm saying I want to state that I'm very much in favor of the merger and very much in favor of working vigorously together with Lindsay. Um, and, and I would just ask what, given that, and if I can assume similar uh, sentiment of the rest of the board, what is the best, next best step to make it happen? Other members of the board? To respond to Len's comment, I think the next step is presented on the wall there in the projected resolution, unless I missed something. Well, I wanted to that give others others opportunity to um, to uh, comment or voice support or non-support for the well I think I should convey after several meetings with Harry that uh, his views are um, that a the merger is a good thing for uh, the dialogue in the Journal of Ecumenical Studies that two his financial support uh, would be forthcoming uh, with the merger. Um, it is highly unlikely that his financial support would continue without the merger. Um, and also that he expects that the new board of the merged entity would be challenged to raise the necessary funds so that we don't run deficits. And that includes his own gift uh, or that of more better state of the Enlightened World Foundation uh, through which that money comes to us 
and uh, Majid and I met with him, and he made that uh, crystal clear, uh, to use a Washington phrase. Um, and that's where we are, I think, in, in the sense that he is for it. Um, and uh, Ed Newman, with whom I spoke at length about it, uh, who gave me his proxy and regrets that he can't be here, also is in favor of the merger. If we did merge, would all our programs we have now under DI be continued? Nothing would be eliminated. Yes, and we've been saying that from the first day we've talked about merging, is that we would continue all the, the current programs. And we would be one entity, not a holding company owning two. It would be one entity. We would become well, one legal 501c3 okay. and one legal Pennsylvania nonprofit corporation. And what about naming it so people would know our... That would have to be something that um, a combined board would, would discuss and, and, and agree on. We, we, we had some ideas, but we felt that it would be important to hire a branding consultant that would help us uh, uh, evaluate and think of uh, names that, were, uh, that would work well for our mission. Um, there is a, uh, a fund in, in Philadelphia that has been put together by six or seven um, uh, foundations, and they are encouraging small nonprofits like us to merge, and they will um, provide grants to help pay for legal fees, accounting fees, branding, new website, all costs relating to combining an organization that, that, to help make it easier for organizations to, to combine. There's at least 18 or 20 small nonprofits that have already received funds to do that. In one case, there's four that are small nonprofits that are involved with history in the, in the historic district and near Liberty Belt that are all going to merge, do the same things they were doing in the past, but they would have um, uh, uh, the ability to do more because they're, they're combining overhead. And, and so that this is something that the major foundations in Philadelphia think is needed. Um, the, the number of nonprofits has almost tripled in the last 20 years in Philadelphia, and the number of donations has not gone up at all. So they feel that, the, that there are too many small nonprofits, and that it's better for um, everybody is if, if those can be combined in a manner that really helps um, uh, continue the good work that the missions are, are targeted towards. I should point out, William, that if you go to one, two, three, the fourth paragraph the last, I guess I call it a clause. Merged entity. This merged entity, yeah, but at the end, is not being proposed for the specific purpose of saving expenses now being incurred by either organization separately. There are some immediate savings. They are not significant. Example, D&O insurance. For uh, their board and our board, the combined D&Os that we're now spending should be cut by probably a quarter of the combined total. Um, and that's just because the size of the board would be about the same, it'd just be different players. Um, you would save money. They don't do an audit, they do a review. They are really small financially. Um, so I doubt very much whether our audit expense would go up, I don't know, five, six, seven hundred dollars, less than a thousand, I would think because we, we, we're using currently, both of us, 
the same software program. Um, and, uh, and that's important. The same banking system, we'd end up with one. You don't save a lot of money on that, but you sort of chip away small pieces. Um, the, the, the big benefit, as far as I'm concerned, is A, you get uh, an improved management and pro more professional management with, uh, with Lindsay. Keep getting Lindsay and Stacy mixed up. Um, you would get um, a more direct use of the competencies of Rebecca in program. Uh, you would have a better outreach in terms of the quality of the board that's put together. And um, one of the big benefits, I think, is that we would add, they do these performances. A large part of their revenue is ticket sales for these performances. We could increase that with our outreach in Philadelphia and nearby environs. So they would be running more profitable um, individual performances. And over time, you would see, I think, uh, the evolution of commonality that you really can't define in the beginning. Uh, and, and I've been through mergers and acquisitions in the private sector and the nonprofit sector, <coughs> sector and in government, which is where it's really bad um, or difficult. And you really never know where you're going to go or where you're going to end up until you get there. And the trick is to get, do it sensibly with some discipline and with very, very good leadership. And I think that's the opportunity we have and that those are the reasons that I support the merger. You mentioned the same size board, but will the two boards be combined? What about? They wouldn't be combined, at least this will have to be worked out in negotiations, but the thought is that we would end up with pretty damn near an equal representation from the Dialogue Institute Journal and from Intercultural Journeys. But the combined board would not be much larger than either current board. Is that a fair statement, Magic? Well, I think all we can, I think we would have all of the active members, board members at DI certainly become uh, members of the organization. It doesn't make sense to bring someone to the organization that we haven't heard from in three years as a board member. In fact, we shouldn't even, we should take them off the rolls. We shouldn't, you know, we should. Um, could you pass the um, resolution? Um, yes, and I'm putting up an email from Ahmed Ismail, who is in Washington with Ed Newman today, and he wanted these comments brought to the table. But we can come back to those. Um, I, um, if I, I mean, I know we're not on the resolution, but if I may, could we just insert after education, um, professional journal in the second, um, whereas? To use dialogue education? And, yeah. Education in the arts, dialogue education. Professional journal, professional, um, just just so that we we satisfy, I guess, the um, fear of the JES. 
I think that's good. That's a very good addition after education or even before to use dialogue yeah. education. Okay. I mean, I just, On the first yeah, line of the second yeah. paragraph to add after education, yeah. the Journal yeah. of Ecumenical Studies. I mean, I don't mean to be out of order. But no, no, absolutely. That's not out of order. No, no, yeah. That's yeah. what we want. Yeah. But I think that would, in my opinion, that would, from what I hear from the conversations that have been talking about this merger, that is an issue, and I think, therefore, your resolution is stronger, and I obviously... Yes. excellent point. Thank you. There's one other element that has not been discussed here at all and does affect who would be on the board. The journal has an affiliate society, North American Academy of Humanists. Which provides a large number of our individual subscribers to the journal. But we want to honor them. That needs to be, that connection needs to be continued. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and I'm very concerned because all of the mail that has gone out about this meeting and everything else has eliminated the representative from that group on this board. And that, is, board for a time. and that is. For a life push. She will sure. be replaced in not, September. Yeah, I'm not sure why she was eliminated. I'm not. Well, she's not on Len's list. She's not on Rebecca's list. I thought no. I heard you say to take yeah. her off because no. she's no. changing. No. So if I heard wrong. No, we need to have a representative. She has been, and since she is now living in Belgium, the NAAE board at the end of September will appoint someone new. Okay. But, but if I may, because because I was I was I was the original person from right. NAE. That that representative has a specific limited voice here. It's not for the as the sponsor, I mean, they're, that's the journal that we support as yeah. a membership, your membership, MAA, you get subscription to the journal. So the, you know, in the past, it, the issue was that we were not getting them in timely fashion. Should we continue with our affiliation with the Journal of Economic Studies? I think that has been rectified. Um, and so it's more of a, a really sort of a liaison position as I see it. Well, can it be more than a liaison? I mean, can it? I mean, I, it can. I, I always yeah. look at these um, relationships as an opportunity for support and, and involvement and engagement and, and uh, added value. But I, I think the conversation and my recommendation, and I can do that because I'm going to the next seminar meeting um, as a member here, is to ask them for a clear definition of what they think they're. Representative because they elect that representative. What are the yeah, roles and responsibilities? What roles and responsibilities they see fit, and then I could report back. And That'd be very could, helpful. We could sort of negotiate what we think we want from that role and responsibilities. So and the meeting is going to be in October, so. September. Um, September. September, yeah. Last week. Last week in September. So, so we could, so we yeah. could if that's, if I hear you right, we could have a formal affiliation but that person might not necessarily have to be on the board of the Dialogue Institute or whatever the new entity right. is called. Right. But be a clear relationship right. between the entities. Right. 
Not uncommon, by the way, in NGOs. Right. Okay. Thanks. Uh, going back to working uh, IJ, Rebecca and I already three weeks ago had a fairly lengthy conversation about possible collaboration starting right away. Um, and we talked about, among other things, possibility of our trying to work hard to get schools to work with, well, in, in the past it was IJ and NC and, and um, DI together, uh, which is a win-win-win, it seems to me, because we did it together with one school, and uh, the potential of doing it with many schools is immense, it seems to me. And it would be both to the advantage of IJ and the Dialogue Institute and the schools and the community uh, to promote dialogue. Uh, and the instrument gets, as it were, into the inside the door is IJ, but we would work together preparing for the musical event and the follow up for those in the appropriate ways to get in on schools, to high school, whatever So there is, it seems to me, great potential of expansion just because of the collaboration. Good. Now, before we vote on the resolution, I think Howard also wanted us to talk about the budget and uh, and and donor donut donations and pledging. Uh, Harry was very focused on the point that he will support the merger going forward, but he also wants the board to do its part, and that he feels like he carried the majority of the weight in the past, and and he doesn't want to do that. He he owns the the major donor without having us step up and, and I think that was, as well. That's a fair representation of what he said. Um, what does it mean in dollars? It, what it means in dollars, um, keep telling me you're not a businessman. Then <laughs> I'll cease. He's wearing his green tie. He's wearing his green tie. He's wearing his green tie. Dorian has a quick mind and cuts right to the chase. Right well, the chase is simple. Um, the, uh, there is currently talk uh, in between Harry, me, and others that um, while he will give a substantial commitment, perhaps that uh, a, a secondary piece of that commitment should be a challenge grant that must be met by donations from the board. Um, sort of figure has been spoken hypothetically. Well, when I did when I did this budget, um, we had a uh, in the full year budget, we had a uh, donations from board of twenty nine thousand dollars, and uh, without wanting to embarrass or praise anyone. That I spent seven years as a development officer at Temple University for the Fox Little Business. So that $29,000 is not a pull out of the sky number. It is a number that has names next to it and dollars next to each name. And that number comes to $29,000. If that is what we have 
almost been given in past years. What I did was I took the high number of the last three years for any board member still on the board, and I used that as a capability uh, wish gift. Um, so let us say, for instance, that we increased that by fifteen thousand um, dollars from the from the board, not counting all of the major gifts um, that we would expect to be continued from the IJ board and Harry um, and a few others on this board, so that we would want to get at least a kick to get us to where we would wipe out once we did a full year projected joint budget that we would not have a structural deficit. And that's the goal. And so what's the number? I should tell you, by the way, Dory, I was excommunicated from the budget committee of my synagogue because, <laughs> Congratulations. Where I, it, because I insisted on the same kinds of rules. And they said, no, 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 you don't understand. Well, I thought I did. And there was an accountant on the board who agreed with me. But the board can generally budget a deficit. And I wasn't going to vote for that. So uh, I'm against structural deficits. Yeah, I'm uh, against that, too. I think we probably all are. Uh, but I haven't received the uh, net of all this adjunctive language. Well, the um, net is that we would have to, as a board, do better, and we would um, expect... How much better? Well, for the tune-up, let us say, uh, between fifteen dollars and $20,000. So we would get close to fifty, but and Harry would give, uh, let us say, uh, twenty-five or thirty that he's uh, given in the past. A fraction of, of that uh, is twenty-five or thirty, and the additional twenty-five would be part of a match, whether it's one point five to one or something like that. Will be negotiated. He's uh, open to this kind of post-talk negotiation. Yes. Can I ask you a question? I think in a few boards. Few months ago, we said for the new board members who want to come, one of the requirements is at least a thousand dollars. Correct. So what you are saying in a more simplified mode is like two, three thousand dollars. Not as a minimum. There are some people who literally can't do it, and uh, but one, I respect I think, that. I think but one, I to, one to five thousand. A range mm -hmm. of one to five thousand. Yeah, and look, board. I would hope that some people might get into this and give even more. They believe that. You need a minimum, mm -hmm. but you don't need a dime more than uh, you don't need a maximum. I mean, I don't yeah. like maximum. Sorry, I love minimum. Sorry, it's late. We got one check right here. So anybody else have a check? <laughs> Actually, I'm the right line. Let me just the right that. line today too. But uh, um, thank you. Um, Sorry, it's late. So that's where we are, and that's what the negotiation has been, and um, I think it's positive, um, and I think, frankly, it will help Majid in his negotiations with the Intercultural Journeys people to, one, know that Harry's in the game, and he's not walking away, and B, that the board uh, thinks uh, that A, we, we, we clearly can reach the $29,000 number I put in the budget because we have in the past, although never in one year. So if we can get to that and we get to Harry where he says, I'm good for 25 to 30, I'd like to do, I, I will do more, but I'd like that to be considered perhaps as a match, we go into that negotiation saying, we don't have a structural deficit. 
putting aside the intern issue, okay, for just a moment. And can you see why I'm sensitive about the intern issue? Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Well, done is done. My point was, we had conversation. I don't want to derail this current conversation. We had conversation as a staff. We I proposed my intention. Yeah. The, the compromise was based on your concern, but we felt like the opportunity was there. We didn't want to completely ignore it and have that twenty-five thousand go away. We feel like there's an investment in by hiring an intern, somebody who can actually expand the capacity of programming, of training, of fee-for-service income, all of that stuff, that this is an investment. I, I hear what you're saying with the deficit, but we, we tried to find the compromise of not, not, not doing a full appeal toward the match, of course, so we're not sending 300 letters to ask people to raise money for something that's apart from the deficit. The vast majority of the appeals went out for general operating. So that, that was the compromise among staff that, we, that I presented at the last board meeting and to the Marketing Development Committee. Try, trying to sort of yeah. meet in the middle somewhere so we could mm -hmm. move forward on that and not let that money disappear. Uh, that I want to get back to Dory. Are you, have I answered fully uh, and adequately your question? I, I think you have. I'm just cogitating. I don't have my checkbook with me, but I'm cogitating mm -hmm. what I do if I sat down with my checkbook. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's, I, I, Dory, Dory. I would only hope yeah. that everyone would do that, well, Dory. You write a check. <laughs> so that's what you do. Yeah, yeah. And Dory, you have a No, but Dory has been very generous. You've been consistent and generous, and we thank you. And, um, but I'm not going to be super generous, because right. I can't be. Yeah, yeah. believe me. I understand that as a colleague, partial retired person. Um, but there are people who aren't doing, A, what they've said in the past they would do, and there, and we haven't approached them fully and completely. We're now at a very important point where, if we go forward with the merger and if it's worked out, we have new opportunities. These new opportunities have to be funded. If we want to have the adequate staff to get this work done, you. In not, I've never met a nonprofit that can work without good staff. <coughs> and uh, staff to be good staff by definition means well, adequately paid staff. Other discussion. The, um, I have uh, looked uh, with respect and also with suspicion at your figure of 29,000. And as much as you said it, it is the combined best of the board in all past years. The last three years. Last three. Taking um, the high point from each person that is given the most. High point from each person. Right. Um, now, I, and, and I should say that, you know, all the current board members that are in this room, and Len, of course, have, have given. <laughs> Thank you, Len. <laughs> and, uh, Wait, I'm just going to sit here. Did I do uh, that one too? <laughs> Sergio's been very generous. Uh, Ed Newman has, has, has been generous. Thank other, you. Other than that, Len, thank you. Other than that, we have not gotten much support. So um, that will be something we'll continue to beat the drum on, and uh, and ask that board members uh, give. I mean that, that's a, that's a responsibility. That's something we didn't um, we didn't fare too well in our discussion with Intercultural Journeys. Um, Stacy, the chair, uh, she's also vice chair of something at the orchestra. She said, "Tell us what kind of record you have with board giving. How many give? How many don't give? How many?" Well, the honest answer to that is not very good. You know, Harry gives a big number, and then four or five that give the small number. And, and that was something that she was concerned about. 
um, that, that they want to see the board members active, supportive, and, and involved and engaged and, and um, not dependent on the two or three or four. Uh, to and put that in Dory numbers, if I may, Giddy, to respond to his proper inquiry, um, if you take Harry out, the average isn't very good. Yeah, I know that. We all know that. But if you, you have an average, you take Harry out. Yeah, I'd rather... It's been, it's what been, I, what, let no, me no, just I'll tell you, let me just 15, tell you 15 to 18,000 on average a year. No, 100, not 1,000. Total, total, he, total, total, total. Yeah, okay. Not total. including Harry's one. But um, Dory, at the next uh, meeting of the executive committee, um, I will bring my little list that I've done. Um, as a matter of fact, I, ha I happen to have it right with me. But I don't think it's fair to... Um, to say what it is, um, but in in fact, the uh, the fact of the matter is only seven members of the board have given in any serious. How many members have we on this board? Uh, Two dozen. Fourteen, fifteen, seventeen, or eighteen. Yeah. So See, this should. is what I want to yeah. say that our board actually. We have not been asking for new boards and we haven't been inviting because we wanted to see what's going to happen. So hopefully, if we add a few more board members, that 15,000 extra would be possible. Well, what's also needed is the communication with present board members to release them. And we talk about putting them in other categories, but that step really must happen soon. Yeah, I think the release of non-giving and non-attending board members is a necessity. It's imperative. Absolutely. Yeah. No argument. It hurts our ratios. It hurts our... We, we look badly when we when we count them as board members and when they're not giving. We, we need to be able to say we have 100% giving or 95% or something as a board, not 30%, which is about where we're at. But I thought we discussed that at our last meeting to clean up our... We have, we have. Three discussions to amount to a semi-conviction. Um, let me repeat I that. I didn't know that you were orthodox. That's how we got I mean, I just thought we on the Well, I'm so happy. Orthodox. Right. In that case, lend me your checkbook and I'll write your note. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's make an action. Uh, Certainly, that we take care of that before the report. Well, I, I think, let me just put it this I way. think it's necessary, but I think it's imperative that we do that before we vote on the resolution because we need to clean up. Do you want to make a motion then that we uh, notify those board members yeah, who have not participated in, in, in the last? We well, with the one exception of uh, Lorelei because she's there as a representative. Well, she's person. Yes. Right, yeah. right. So, yeah, I make that resolution. I can tell you this as a matter of providing data or information. Uh, eight members of the board, Tim, this is the number we went over. Eight members of the board in the last uh, 12 months have met their $1,000 obligation. in my list because how do you make it out to the dialogue institute just dialogue institute yes yes 
Sergio, I don't know if you can tell from the set noises, but we've, we've gotten one, two, three, four, five checks right here at the table. I, 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 I did, it did sound to me like that was happening. That's a good thing. Uh, you're welcome. We had another suggestion from one of the board members. We were going to read an email from Ishmael. Yeah, yeah but, but we have we have a, a motion on the floor to clean up our list. Yes, we have a motion. Waiting for a second. Second, a second by Tori. Any discussion? Before we vote on it, who do we have to clean? Well, we have we have we have we have Sherry Hauser. We have uh, oh, yeah. the, the, the Southeast Asia person. The classes have not been acted Howie. on in two Howie. years. Howie Shahab. Howie Shahab. But it's more than just the cleaning up of non-giving members. It's the service of giving members that is not up to date. The classes need a complete overhaul. And we should plan to do that. And, and I just need who will do it and by when to put in the minutes. Well, I'll be happy to participate in that. That's a different motion. Well, I thought it was Peter's yeah, motion. It's the, yeah, it's, it's the same. same. It's the same. Yeah. To notify them and and to... It's to bring the classes of yeah. service on the board up to date. For everybody. For everybody. Not just the non-givers. In, I would have to add an amendment. In preparation for our merger negotiation. Because I, I think that is critical yes. when you when you discuss that. You're saying how many the discussion how many board members right. are going to be in this new organization. Well we cleaned it up. Yeah. Yeah, they're all all the act we want hundred percent of the current act. And then you could actually yeah. say with confidence hundred yeah. percent are giving right. Thank you. Any other discussion? Uh, do you want to repeat the motion? Uh, um, Peter Bacchus motioned that the board member classes be brought up to date in preparation for a merger vote. And, so that, in, and, in and that negotiation for the merger. And that, and that those members who have not been active for two or more years be notified that they are Released from. All of that is explained in the class policy. Right. In other words, how right. long is it right. is all written down already. Okay. No, I think that also should include not only have been active, but active should be the definition of active should include are meeting the minimum requirement of the board right. uh, financial contribution. Fill any of the requirements at this point. Right, right. Sherry, I'll, 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 yeah. Well, I know. Uh, the last digress it, but maybe I know Sherry and Alwi um, quite well each. I have leaned on Sherry for contributions and got nowhere. And she said, you know, I'm, I'm doing not the profit word. California at a much reduced compensation from what I had back east. So I don't think we're going to get more from her. But a, a letter of release from the board to use a letter of thanks for her service. Thanks for her service. Yeah. Should fully express that. 
Right. Um, as far as Alvi goes, I've never seen him at a meeting or read a <coughs> contribution from him. Uh, I know that uh, Len knows him well, he's assumed of Len, and he can report further on Alvi's likelihood of contributing. My sense is that we need to have this other kind of category and move him and other people into that other term. What's the other category? Meaningless term. Consultancy is the emptiest term in English. Right. And I wait a minute. I have to get rid of my business card. But if I may with all due respect I don't think that is a conversation for us anymore since we're talking about this merger. So that will be a decision on the new entity if we go through this merger. I don't think we should be coming into the merger with baggage of consultants or whatever else, you know, but, but actually to be able to present a clean slate. These are the people, these are the donors. Um, this is our strength. And we have a good former board member or supporter that, that <laughs> wants to be engaged, wants to be involved. We should welcome them with open arms. Yes. Yeah. 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 Speak directly to Len in the hearing of us all. I think a letter from you to Ali saying our board minimum in the past, in the thousand. We realize that you're out of distance and have many other involved. But that minimum and would help us. Forward. And the, uh, there is no maximum. Okay. Are they happy to do it? Okay. So we've had discussion. All those in favor of the motion? Aye. Aye. All those opposed? With, with Peter's permission, when we do the minutes, we'll clean it up a little. You have my blessing. <laughs> Thank I never you. had a motion carried. Was that with two fingers or one? Three. Good. So we have one God revealed in three persons. Okay. Um, bless you. I mean, bless me. <laughs> back to the uh, back to the uh, discussion. Yeah, I'd like to ask. Yes. Sorry. Our treasurer, whatever citizen Cohen's title is. Um, the uh, since there are several checks that have been passed to you. I beg to know if it's permissible and not totally inappropriate, the total sum they represent. Right now? That's because no name will be attached. We Good have question. an augmentation of our income, presumably. If we make up some deficit already? Well, for the current fiscal year, we're just over 16000 each year of donations, not including Harry. $9,200.
if we can't give, we need to find somebody that can get. Yeah. Give and get. Give and get. So it's give right. and get, right? Give and get, absolutely. Right. You know what the rule is in development? Yes. Give, get, or go. I, that's what I tell people in my parish, but they're not going. <laughs> <laughs> you have a different obligation, though. <laughs> Good. Well, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for your generosity and for stepping up today at the meeting. I didn't expect that. I'm very appreciative. Um, very encouraging. And Ahmed emailed, um, and, and Sergio, you can see his email? This I morning. Say that again, please. Ahmed Ismail emailed us this morning saying, Dear Majid, I'm at the AJC meeting in D.C., and I will be attending a workshop. At noon. And uh, he has comments. Uh, two comments. The so, DI yeah, just to do the email. The DI is operating at a deficit and cannot be sustainable. The merger requires more consideration, especially when DI can be pivotal in joining in an effort to develop a center to address conflicts through dialogue. What are the intellectual assets of the DI and how may, may be how they may be utilized and supported to develop a new vision? And given the deficit, any new merger requires first to identify a donor to support the effort and develop the vision that fits with the donor's passion. So um, I think that the, the, the bottom line is the merger requires more consideration, and, and I think we're all in agreement with that. But that's um, what your resolution says. That's what it says, right. So he's not, um, um, and we'll we certainly engage him, we'll engage him in the, uh, in the further in the discussion. Well, but I think his third point is addressed in your resolution also with the organization that will give you a grant to help yes, defer this cost. So. Right. <clears throat> and, the, and the grant could be fifty to $100,000. Of, 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 and they, we've reached out to them already, and they're, they're, they were quite positive in saying that it, it they would view our application favorably. So, and I should say that we've done a preliminary budget uh, for that discussion, and we know where we'd spend the money. I was just looking for it, but I don't have it with me. Um, we know where we'd spend the money, and if they gave us what we asked for, it would cover our expenses, and then maybe a little. Yes, Len. Um, besides the various gifts that we've been talking about and acting on aimed at making us sustainable financially, we should remember that the staff is also working very hard in working for both grants and contracts for these services, which would also be successful one of those would also work to uh, bridge the gap between income and outgrowth. So that's also something very important. As a matter of fact, if I had my brothers, I would much rather um, cover the deficit and go beyond it by way of fees and services because we would be doing something instead of simply 
beginning. Now, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't ask everybody to give. Yes, of course. But we, also, we should also keep in mind the creative minds around here, around the table, and on the phone, should think also in terms of what can connections can we make which the VI, the IJ combined, um, can do something good in itself following our purpose and bring in money at the same time. Amen. I, 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 should, say, I should say, one, I'm in 110% accord with Len's most recent comment, and that in our full-year budget, um, we have uh, what we call trainings, but that means uh, anything that Tim has been working on in terms of fee-for-services and or grants we win, a total of 53000 already budgeted. So we're counting on production from uh, the staff, uh, that includes you, Len, to go and teach these things should we get to, to, to work. Um, so there's a significant number already in there. Okay. No, it all it all contributes to the bottom line. So, uh, Dory stepped out for a few minutes, but uh, any other discussion on the resolution? Yeah, I just want to comment on this money issue, if I may, Mr. Chairman. Um, and I don't mean to be particularly harsh, but I think I wish Dory were here. Um, but we have one board member, namely Fahad Alhumadi. Did I pronounce that correctly? Amudi. Amudi who um, has been on our board, has made uh, suggestions or comments of serious financial support, and uh, does not appear in the donation list of the board members. And I think someone has to undertake, because I would not be welcome to do that for a whole host of reasons, historical and otherwise, um, someone has to reach out to him to say, this is serious, we're going into a merger, we need your support, we do or we don't want you on the board, that someone else can decide that. But if you're going to be on the board, you have got to open your wallet or get open the wallet of someone else. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Len and I have both had... He kept his tie on, I know he's not me. Yes, Rebecca. Len and I have both had conversation with Fahad in the last week. He had told us that he was intending to be on the phone today. Um, he isn't, and that's where it stands. Mm -hmm. I would suggest one of three possible persons writing to Fahad along the lines that uh, I was just mentioned. Could be Rebecca, could be me. Yes, and I, I really should do that. Yeah, I've talked about it. I've talked about it. There, it's not a three. There's one who can do I it. I said one of the three. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, you said the last meeting you should do it. I know. I've right. emailed him a couple of times, but I should call, pick up the phone and call. I would just note in his case that I assume he's at least partially, if not largely, responsible for the Saudi. Right. Scholars. So it didn't happen 
this fiscal year did last fiscal year. Right. So that is program money that he's that, that would be part of his get if you're if you're right. you know, more if than anyone you know if you brought in twelve or fifteen thousand in revenue as a get. That's fine. I wouldn't ask you to get more. And he's done that a few times. Well, wait a minute. I would. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he has. No. Not this past year, but both years prior. Yeah. So. So he's not he's not as guilty as some of the others. And also, he has just from a program point of view, he is in dialogue with us. He has told us of changes in the university systems there based on changes in all of what's going on in Saudi now, especially in the monarchy. And he is in dialogue with the um, Saudi woman with whom we are writing one of the grant applications due September 1. They are colleagues on that side of the discussion. Nora al-Wasawi, um, who is Dean of Islamic Studies, or has just finished her rotation, as Dean of Islamic Studies at Princess Noor University. She is now studying in Berkeley. She will be coming to study at a Mennonite school. She's very much involved in cases. We have a very good grant application going with her. And Fahad is in a phone conversation with me, ready to stand behind that application. So he is involved um, in program at a level that has been quite useful to us. So I need to ask him to give money as well, and I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that if there are some communication between here and sometimes people coming from Saudi Arabia, I think it's definitely worthwhile. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Rebecca. Aren't there other things than just donations? He is contributing. Other um, program. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it depends how. how one of the other expectations is participation board meetings. He certainly in the time I've been here has not done that. I know we've been here today. You could so it's not just the give and get, it's right. And you all have to decide sort of how to take that. That's, that's, that's a good point. So what what, what uh, criteria are overlooked uh, from year to year if, if some of the other criteria are in place. But that's a good point. But that's one for him that has not been uh, right. Okay. Um, um, no, not okay. Mr. Chairman. With your permission, I will amend and provide a new number for the June 30th deficit or surplus, which has now been increased by $9,250. The deficit? The surplus, which was at 7000 and change, has just gone up by $9,250. So we're at 16000 and change so at the end of the by year. June 30th address I know I close the books on June 30th. Okay. If one wants to give on July 1st, that's open. <laughs> yes, but not for this fiscal year. For the next fiscal Correct. Right. The next next thing I'm worried about. Right. I think it's important to clarify that Howard is making the assumption that these checks will go on in the fiscal year now. Right. 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 So Which June is Which ends June 3rd. And that's, I just want to make sure everyone who wrote one right. is okay right. with that. Right. Good. <laughs> but that's over and above the board donation. Which means July 1st, he wants to know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. As of July that's 1, we start over again. July 1, we'll be out again. Annual donations should wait back to July 1 to give you your own the next right. year. Right. 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 The precise number is $16,630 and 
$0.69, cents, assuming the budget and the um, cash flow is as projected. Thank you, Howard. Thank you. Okay. You get your 32% back before December 31st this year from the tax prices. <laughs> I would like to keep moving. And uh, we have a resolution that's been amended by Peter um, by adding Journal of Exomedical Studies to it, which I think is an important clarification. So we have a motion to approve the resolution. Wait, I have, I'm just realizing that at the last meeting we did add to bridge cultural and religious differences. That was an editorial suggestion from Dory at the last meeting. Right. Where is second that? word religion. Second paragraph, second sentence. <coughs> the, the missions overlap to use dialogue, education, the Journal of Ecumenical Studies, and the arts to bridge cultural and religious differences. Yes. Okay. Dory made that suggestion at the last meeting. And I did not incorporate that, so let's add that in there. Thank you, Dory. Yeah, right. That's, That's an important word as well. Yes. May we now have a motion? I so I second. We have a motion and a second discussion. Hearing none, um, all those in favor? Aye. 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 All those opposed? I vote in the affirmative the proxies of Harry Halloran and Edward Newton. And, and Ellen had expressed support, but she didn't uh, respond to a request on, 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 on a vote, but she did express support. Sergio, are you in with us? Yes, I'm listening. I'm here. I you should vote? You know. Okay. Say again? You voted in the affirmative. Yes, I did. Excellent. Thank you, everyone. Much appreciated. Um, and we'll re re report back to Intercultural Journeys and restart the uh, discussion. That's needed, as I understand it, to get the discussion yes. live again. Uh, well, well and there, on their part, the resolution is also needed to go for the grant from, from the... Uh, Foundation to they require a resolution of the board to apply to the grant. Peter and yeah, okay, Well, thank you, everyone. The next item on the list is uh, relates to Dr. Len, and he's been very thoughtful and very generous, and working to put together a plan to put endow funds to support a, a chair uh, in, in religious studies as well as a bequest to support the Dialogue Institute, and that is, that is a big step, and it's very generous. And we'll let Len talk about his thoughts on, on that. Okay. Um, I spoke with the, the provost of Temple University, Heidelin Dai, uh, a number of times, and the results so far are that I made a commitment of one and a half million dollar bequest, um, and he said to establish a chair and interreligious dialogue. If you remember, this all started about seven or eight years ago, something like that, uh, with a phone conversation, Harry Heller and myself, the then ex officio representative of Temple on our board, uh, Dick Engler, and I forget who else was on the conversation at that time. At any rate, Harry was asking the question then, what can we do uh, to, and 
Bishop Roth, uh, if there were a chair established in the religion department, which the description of which included being editor of the Journal of Ecumenical Studies, that would basically ensure the journals, at that time we were talking about the journal, having the journal remain at Temple University. You may or may not know some of you that what often happens with scholarly journals is the editor is a professor at uh, Old Sidewalk, and then uh, he relinquishes it again voluntarily or He or she. Hmm? He or she. Exactly. Old Sidewalk is always he. And then the journal goes to another university where the editor happens to reside. And uh, this has pluses, it brings in new blood, uh, but it has minuses, and especially to JS because it was linked with the Dialogue Institute, and it just made a lot more sense to have it stay the same academic institution. Well, we proceeded on that, and I'm not going to have So, in a way, what happened is I spoke, I simply sent a note to Ilum. I said, look, I'd like to talk to him sometime about my readings to money to the university in the future. We had a conversation, and when I said, well, I could read the question to establish this chair and enter into dialogue for the one that, in fact, did not happen, started to happen, And I said, good, you established that. I have access to the funds for something he was referred to as a Laurel um, Carnell chair that he could then dedicate to the uh, chair for interreligious dialogue in the religion department as described starting already next fall, fall of 17, and that. Uh, when the time came that my request money became available, uh, then it would just shift in that funding for the Carnell chair would be, um, go back to the provost office to dispose of as she wished. Um, and so that's uh, what we're talking about here. And he said he would move it forward. That's as far as he is concerned, it's that also in the context of he wants very much to see the religion department attempting to regain its former glory, and so he is very keen on having uh, somebody take that position uh, who would be really high quality and bring energy, and he would be perhaps a um, kind of almost like a center around which Uh, everyone, this is this is Sergio. It's been really hard to hear anything Len said, yeah, but I don't want him to repeat everything. Right. Okay, I'm going to try to speak louder. I don't know why there's something in the air, but I sound like uh, Jimmy Durante. I don't have the schnoz, but that's the only difference, um, and not as funny. In any case, um, that is moving forward, and he wants to make a sort of big splash. Um, publicly about it for obvious reasons, and uh, it also happens... Who wants to make a big splash? 
Sorry. It also happens that we have been on the search. We, the College of Liberal Arts, has been on a search for a new dean, Theo Gracias, um, and there will be a new dean as of this September. There are three finalists, and the uh, choice will be made by the end of August and before. And so, um, that announcement about the, the chair of interest dialogue will be then presumably sometime early this fall. And as I said, uh, the provost wants to make a big celebratory thing out of it for the reasons I already mentioned in connection with the department and everything else. My suggestion is that I also have said to you all here on the board that I also am committed to making a bequest to the Geodetic uh, Medical Studies Dialogue Institute of $1 million. Note the word bequest and after Yes, associated with the professorship or with the DI? Well, the JES is a consumer fund, and therefore I'm asking whether in your uh, envisioned request, right. God bless you, right. um, the JES is part of the professorship or part of the oh, gift right. to the DI? Well, the chair, the chair, let's say, professorship, would, the way it has been and the way it's drafted now, it could be changed. Um, that chairholder would, ipso facto, also be the editor, as that I am right now. That was the whole idea initially. And that's the way I spoke with Guy, and that's the way he understands it as well. I would like to suggest that we seriously consider. Uh, continuing that chairperson, he or she, presumably a really high quality. Parenthetically, let me mention that also that Dai said in one of the conversations that he is so uh, strongly um, committed to the idea of making this chairholder really top grade that he is uh, he's going to transfer $100,000 to the uh, budget of the liberal arts to make that happen. Now, I don't know what the 100000 used for, but... Let me uh, just insert the semicolon there. My own sense, and it's only my own judgment, that uh, in the modern economy, the present and envisionable economy, a million and a half is barely enough to sustain top-level professions. No, you're right. It doesn't sustain. So, right. I'm not commenting upon your generous intentions, but I'm commenting upon the tutor structure or the total structure involved in your intended benefits. And, and typically, 4% is considered the draw. Yeah. <coughs> At Temple, it's 4 and a half a year. Right. 4 and a half is the right. current draw. But it's rate. being reduced uh, because yeah, of. Yeah, that's why. <clears throat> year to year, it's coming down, and I wouldn't be surprised if Temple reduced it because they're not—they're not making four and a half. Well, use average, four so. as a working number yeah. that generates sixty thousand, right. right. which is not enough to sustain the kind of That's not our worry. I mean, the one point five million at this point 
this is the number that the Temple University uses to establish a chair. So if you want to establish a chair you know, in honor of your mother, you put up a million and a half to Temple University. Done. Well, no, they have to accept it. Well, yeah, but I mean, I mean they, already they know yeah. that they're going to Yeah, have but that's the additional 100 that he's putting in. What he's doing right. is providing 100 to the budget of the college right. so right. that the 160, when the bequest activates, right. um, will support a right. senior person at the right. College of the Lord's level. Right, exactly. exactly. And at, at Temple, let me use the term, a Carnell professorship. That's a, um, there are 35 or 38 of them throughout the university, and they are the creme de creme university recognized senior um, research professors. And the, the provost controls that money and the appointment thereof. Well, in terms of selecting this person uh, for, for, for the chair of, of interreligious studies. What role would the Dialogue Institute have in that selection? That I cannot say with certainty. I can describe what it was in the past, but it's not going to be that way in the future. Um, when that topic came up between my and myself, uh, he said, well, we want to have a, you know, a good selection committee so we get high-quality people. He's obviously aware of the problem we had in the past with the religion department. Right. Oh, I can attest to that. Right. So... But the candidate would have to meet the Dialogue Institute's needs. No. They, if that person is going to be chair yeah, I don't see that as a given in the transcription. Well, that, agrees with me. Is, yeah, that is the way it was written in the past. Namely, both sides, both the university and in those days we talked in terms of JES. Right has veto power. Another, and that's in fact what happened. There were in the end two candidates, both were found acceptable by the religion department faculty and therefore the dean, and her mind was therefore. But not so in our case. We found one acceptable and not the other. Uh, and the department preferred the one that we found unacceptable. And so we never went forward. So, so on this slide, I would suggest that there would be a written document, the kind of a memorandum of understanding that, that, that describes the process. No, no, but on this going forward, a memorandum of understanding that describes the process for selecting a chair of interreligious studies, and and if that person is will be at the dialogue institute as editor or involved, the DI board needs to have some say in that. And so that there needs to be an MOU, MOU that describes that. Secondary effect. If we're not involved, the university could serve the journal of fundamental science. Right. Because the way that you have it is that this this chair de facto is the editor of the journal. And, and it's really the, the therefore it becomes the proprietary yeah. rights of the university. <clears throat> because we won't have any say in it. Well, right, but uh, there needs to be, and I don't understand this, there needs to be a document, uh, which is what we had before, which in fact says, in the end, we each have legal power. Now, we want to make it more positive as it was in the past. Um, we 
JS had to put on the search committee and the department had to put So um, that would be the optimum, but the absolute minimum is that we put veto power. And um, if we want to, this is something we should discuss. Um, if we want to include that shareholder also being president of the VI, and that some description of that job would also be from this board. Well, I think that would be a separate discussion. Right, I mean, that's and another thing. I yeah. mean, these are very important yeah. parts. But the journal relationship. Yeah, and I, I would I see. I, I don't think we would want to name someone president of the organization without working with someone for years, getting to know yeah. them. And and so um, even editor of the journal, I, I have a problem hiring someone saying you're now the editor without having them uh, proving themselves somehow. I mean, I, I, well, I, I, I that's just my own sense of you know, well, having worked with people uh, in the past. Having served with Len on this uh, quote search committee unquote uh, in the past. Yeah. yeah. The search committee that failed. Right? Correct. Oh, no, no. We didn't fail. The, the committee didn't fail. It unified itself. Right? Yes. We didn't get to where we had to go. Um, there, there are several serious issues. Um, the most important of which from my, if I can put on my old lawyer hat here, is the university does not consider it appropriate <coughs> or legal to have anyone other than the university trustees be responsible for appointing someone to the faculty and hold <coughs> the chair at Temple. Um, and we went through that. And that was their last bastion uh, that we had to overcome, and we never overcame it. Um, and their counsel opined to that effect. That counsel is now deceased. Um, but the way I proffered it at the time, which uh, they didn't buy, was to say that you take the million five, and you, which you need for the chair, and you have 750 in the university and 750 in the Dialogue Institute. So in order to fund the million five, both would have to agree. That was my answer to their lawyer's argument. Um, we never got that far because we got into a spitting contest. What was her name? The chair of the of the. I don't think it's necessary. Well, whatever. It is. Um, there was uh, there was a senior professor who was tenured, and we never got past the this is who we want and this is who we want, and so no one ever got anywhere, uh, and the deal fell apart. And, and I would say that if someone that is to start work in September of 2017, that's 14 months from now or so. That's minimal time. That's not a lot of time to do a search, but but I think the the bigger issue is that there needs to be a written MOU with, with Temple before that. And that's where may I speak? Yes. yes. Um, I would like to suggest a committee of two or three appointed to work with Len and me to produce the MOU with whomever from Temple, we have to. I have asked Len to read the document he and I have been working from, which I have read. And in that document, you did mention president of the DI, 
comma, or its successor, which was Len's nod to the merger conversation, that there might be a new entity. He was in that all along, really. And so Howard's points are well taken. What is not, that was an old document that has been updated, but the selection process is not clear, and so this MOU is imperative, and I just want to make sure we take an action on who's going to make sure it happens can by you, when. Can you send me this document that you're speaking of first? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and then we'll appoint a committee. The, the other point I wanted to make is that I started my graduate study in the department at the time this other chair was being, uh, people, candidates were being interviewed. So I heard both candidates. I'm in classes with the professors of the department. In my observation, Lynn, the mission of the department and your mission, your mission is with Di in vision conversations. And the selection process is going to have to come up with a mission and job description in, that's very unifying or we're going to just repeat the same thing over again. The department has not changed that significantly. Um, however many friends we have made since then through the SUSE program, the fundamental philosophical intellectual issues have not substantively changed that caused the head-to-head -head last time. Well, let me just quickly comment. Um, personnel and the I can't hear you, Len, so I doubt that The personnel and the atmosphere in the religion department has significantly changed. Another, maybe even more important point, um, <coughs> uh, the way what comments die made, we did not have a discussion about this. These are sort of offhand remarks on his part. He is not going to be put put the search committee in the hands of the religion department as such. And so, yes, we, the DIJS, need to be as ex, as such in conversation with him on this. And he is, I'm certainly going to be very welcome. Welcome. Well, let's, but we need to have it on the right. And I, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, Len, and I'm a little bit nervous because if the department does not have a role within, then the person is going to walk into an adversarial right. environment. Right. So, so for me, that is that's sort of a question. The other is, I think, what Howard has spoken about, and I think we all know around the table. Universities are are business enterprises. Temple is not different from that. And the interest of the university is obviously in their department to for students, revenue, graduate students, and income. That may be very different than what the GIs um, or, or the vision of the GI is. You know, whereas they may be, you know, wanting to attract students and so they're offering, you know, Spiritualization of, of basket weaving you know, to, to attract the numbers and to get those, those things up. 
That's that is a better than spiritualization of basketball. Yeah, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? We've got a temple. That is, but that is a reality that that in this dialogue we have to sort of talk about because you know the religion department is for survival. I mean, and their survival is the amount of enrollment put through yeah. that they go yeah. through. Right. Tuitions that they generate. Len has accurately given us a statement of what's been going on. And I've given you a little piece of the history which he was there for, for which he was there. Um, it is imperative, as Majid has pointed out, that we have either a memo of understanding binding on the university and the Dialogue Institute, or it be in the document because one necessarily has to dis has to deal with the post die era. Yes. Yes. Um, he's not going to be provost for life. Um, the, uh, I think Membership of the committee is vital. Who is going to appoint the committee and who's going to be on it? Well, the chair appoints committees. He, he will appoint the committee. will appoint the selection committee. No, he'll appoint the selection committee on the university side. If there's a joint committee, Magid will appoint who's on it for the Dialogue Institute. That's not the issue. The issue is the ad issue because unless the CI is included, nothing's going to happen that'll make sense. But before that's the, exactly before right. the committee, that's there needs to be an outline. Of, there needs to be a written outline of what the understanding is of both Temple and the DI. And that, that's before the committee joins it. Well, a we have a document from which you can start because um, I helped write the. Um, the uh, chair document. But is there a new document, I understand? Or yes, it's a new document. document. Okay, well. Uh, which needs to be reviewed because... Well, but send it out to everyone here at the, at the table so that everyone is aware of what, what's being considered. Please. I will say, by the way, in support of what Len said, that in a meeting attended by Harry, me, and I think Len, with Di, no, no, I don't think he does that this one. Di told us, uh, or he told me privately afterward, I forget precisely the order, but it doesn't matter. What he said was, if I had been provost, that chair would not have fallen apart. And I believe that. And that's encouraging, and that, that's good. But when it came, but, but he also was very supportive of bringing Inga here, but when, it, when push came to shove and it came time to, to, to funding, half of her salary, he said, no, can't do it. That's correct. So, well, see, I think you guys were mistaken on that. That's what I tried to tell you, but I was gone so soon. He was alluding to, he said, I could match it, and he was alluding to that Carnell chair yes. money. And if you, if you had gotten that message then, it would have happened right Oh, then. no question about that. Matching is $100,000 to one and a half no, no, it's, it's uh, no. one hundred thousand to your sixty thousand. All right. I don't think it's, it's, we're going to get that. It's the annual. We have we have different perceptions of what was said there. It's history. It's history. It's not. You know, when we reach this moment in the Susie session, we say differing perceptions exist side by side. <laughs> and that happens often. But but that's why we need a written document on this so that you know. Len's done some good work here. Howard's done some good work. Um, Di is very supportive. It's very generous of Len, and we thank Len for that. Uh, you permitted uh, to appoint yourself to this committee. 
I, I, I'll have to think about that. <laughs> There's no legal bargain. We'll get we'll get the letter out to everybody, and then we'll we'll, right. we'll respond. And then the suggestion I wanted to make to the board is that if one, at least for the moment, assumes that the whole chair business, the chair business is going to go forth. I mean, the worst that can happen is we would decide, well, we're not going to have anything to do with it, and so there would just be a chair of interreligious dialogue, and this guy or gal his or her thing and not have anything to do with JS or DI, which I would say is a terrible loss. In other words, a million and a half I made a commitment. So yeah. yeah, but Nancy Crody would, um, if I can speak for her, would say that one of the things that must be maintained is a relationship with Temple and the DIJS. And that has to be a formal one, probably through appointment of some faculty member. Well, in any case, the point I want to get to, which I think should be put in front of this board, is that the chair commitment is going forward. And I think that you know, we should, we, the DIJS, should grab a hold of it and make the best of it for us. Now, also, I have made a commitment, and this is not retractable, of a million request for the DI, and that's there. I, and Di wants to make the former a celebratory event this fall. I suggest that we get on that bandwagon and make it a joint uh, Temple University celebration and a celebration for the million dollar request um, that I am going to be announcing formally. I think that's a great idea and we should support that. And, and, and let me just simply add, remember this is, I think, the 50th anniversary of Temple University becoming a state-related About the endowed chair, I mean, you said something a little different. Now it's going to happen. They're going to they're going to hire a chair, regardless of what the DI does or says. Well, I mean, look, I, mean, <coughs> I made a commitment to the chair, and I made it. But but, let a, but would, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be appropriate to have some strings on that so that the DI has a of voice? Course, of course, of course. No, so I'm 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 hearing different things. You say that that the that DI has said that that. that I have said that the Dialogue Institute will be involved in hiring this chair for interreligious studies, but then you just said that no. it's going to go forward regardless. No. Look, I'm saying I personally, Leonard Switzer, have made this commitment to a chair. Right. This is a verbal commitment with Provost Dye, or is this a testamentary document of your own? It's a, it's a document which has not yet been signed. Amendable, but I have made a commitment, and I'm not going to 
withdraws. And that's fine. And we respect no. that. All, All I wanted to say is, look, that's a commitment. And I must, I've always assumed at the beginning that JSDI would want to do it. That's what the genesis of the whole idea was. Which would, would be nice to talk to us first, but, but, that's, but that's fine. Um, but when the concern is that, you know, Temple goes, goes and does its thing and hires a person, and the DI won't have, be, won't be involved in that or won't have a say. And, we and went over that. And we said we're going to have who to. Who is the we in this conversation? No, no, but you just, but you just counteracted that and said, I, I, I committed the money, I gave it, we're they're going to hire regardless. So. That, look, it is possible. I'm thinking, now, you know, imagine I am a university professor and I'm thinking abstractions. Okay. It is possible that we would be a bunch of nudniks and say, hell, we don't want to have anything to do with that damn chair. No, it, it's possible that the person wouldn't meet our expectations. All right. That is possible. Right. You know, it's not. Well, I mean, and the chair is going to happen. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Now, given that fact, we would, in my judgment, we would be crazy as a board not to jump on that bandwagon and ride it for all it's worth. That's what I'm saying. And if, and if I, just for clarification for some, I've heard several things. What I heard from you say earlier is that you have a document that hasn't been signed. <coughs> so I guess what I'm hearing from the board that as a collective, and I speak as a collective, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that I guess we will encourage you to put within that written document. I'm going to bring the document here. Yeah, the stipulations that we are that 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 endowment has a writer to it that the DI is intrinsically involved, so that it's not just a free 100 1.5 million dollars to the university to do whatever. I, you want. Right. I mean, that's, I that's what I'm to, hearing. I want it to be not a writer. Part of the document. Part of the document. So, right. yes. so your 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 gift comes with conditions that right. the university will have right. to accept or to say no, we don't right. want it. Right. Right. Okay. You should know as a footnote to the facts, unless they get in our way. That's what I hear. Um, the Journal of Ecumenical Studies, affiliated with Temple University's College of Liberal Arts, is the only peer-reviewed journal in the college. Yeah. So Len is not without he's not without some leverage here right. because they sure as hell don't want to lose the journal right. because as a Carnegie Level One uh, university, but the peer-reviewed journals are important. But the leverage should be in the document. Right. That's correct. No doubt about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's we can't we can't assume so. people have good intentions, that's and right. we can't assume that the person will meet will be there. Peter right. heard it correctly. I think Peter has articulated. It. I think Len gives every impression of wanting to embrace these thoughts, um, if they're not already embraced fully, in the body of his testament, and not as a writer, but in the body of it, so it's inseparable right. and integral to the document. Right. Okay. So I think in a way he said that we really have to work hard to work together, otherwise that money has to go. $1.5 million. Yeah, we better work to incorporate. I have a question for Sergio on this point. Yes, Rebecca. I have a question for you, Sergio, on this point. Um, Lynn wants to, to be inseparable. 
In every conversation, he's reported from Di. It's inseparable because it's been inseparable for him. But what I observe is that it will take more than one to replace you. And therefore, we need the legalese that will Mm -hmm. protect the appointment of extra people it will take to replace you. We will not be able to replace you with one endowed chair. And that's what I hear the board wanting to protect. I don't understand what you're talking about now. She's basically saying that the work of Paul and you has to be replaced by a senior chairholder and a workhorse in the department. Is that fair? I think you guys don't know what university professors do or don't do. This is normal that somebody like me or Paul or Tom, Dick, or Mary gets a position and edits a journal. The most he, she would get as recognition would be maybe one course a year less. That would be it. Now, some places also have generous donors behind them, and they give you the staff, they give, and Harry talked about when he was talking with, uh, what's your name, from Vienna, he was saying, fine, I will make available extra money for you to travel, and so on. All of that makes good sense, but it's not de rigueur, and it's not necessarily the case most times. This is what would be clarified in the document. And so, Sergio, my question of you is once the structural questions are clarified in a document, I have heard people say that you would lead um, a retreat on mission to help the merger should it go forward. I just would like to highlight now the not the structural but the substantial issue in the merger in relation to the department. And it will be, in my view, being a graduate student in the department, taking my orals this year, working with the professors, it will be the place of the arts that we're using to strengthen the DI unless we couch that intellectually in the work of interreligious dialogue well, intellectually, it will become an issue in the hiring of the chair. That is just out of my graduate student experience, different from your 50 years, Len. And I just feel it only fair to put that before the board, that some of the discussions about mission are going to become seriously important as the call to hire a chair goes out. Okay. I'm not sure what your question was, Rebecca, but I have a couple of thoughts based on what I've just heard. One is um, simply, yes, if if we do go forward with the merger, I've already volunteered to lead uh, or facilitate a joint strategic planning session to help, uh, you know, redefine our mission uh, to to encompass both of our existing missions, but in a way that is coherent and and talk about what our strategies are going forward. So that's an easy yes. I think, Len, what I hear is the concern is that um, if 
it's fine to start a conversation with the university with the assumption that everyone is well-intentioned about making sure that this chair also takes on the responsibilities of editor of the journal, okay? And, and, and as editor of the journal, that they would have a certain responsibility to the, di the Dialogue Institute and this new merged entity. I think before you put pen to paper and sign off on a document, I think you would be well served if you got advice from other people on terms of making sure that that responsibility is well documented so that whoever uh, looks to getting that chair and getting employed by Temple understands that people will be expecting this of them and that if they don't deliver, they will be asked to leave. That's, that's really the issue. To leave what? The chair. The chair. It, it, would, it would not be the first academic who sees the opportunity to take an endowed chair and go, yeah, 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 all that's good, but, you know, two years down the road you find out that they're really not interested in that stuff, and they end up doing a lousy job. There's, and, you know, Sergio, Sergio, that's exactly the point. We can't, we can't hold the Dialogue Institute and the Journal hostage to an unknown. Um, but, but this, I know, but this is, the, this is the point I'm trying to make to Lynn. How, 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 do we, how do we work this into the documentation so that it's very clear, okay, that that professor has not only an obligation at, the, uh, at all the rights and, and responsibilities of, an, of uh, a tenured professor related to the chair, but that job has another set of responsibilities related to a, a, a journal and the work of that journal. And they have to meet those responsibilities. Sergio, that is why at length in the document. Yeah, but that is Sergio. That is why we ended up as a last resort because we could not get this agreement last time. That is why we divided the amount of money into two separate bequests: one to the university, and one to the Dialogue Institute and we wanted to link them by a memorandum of understanding between the two independent I'm entities. Still talking about this stuff. Okay. So. Hey, guys, uh, hang on a second. I, I, I want to... I I we're talking about the future. Could I, could I yeah, say something to Len directly, to please? No. I'd like to say something to Len. Yeah. Len. Yes. My understanding, and from the years I've known you, what you want to do is endow a chair not just to teach religion in, in whatever form, but also to preserve and continue the work of the journal. Yes. Correct? You yes. need to be clever. You, okay, good. You need to be smart about this and seek advice from those of us that have dealt with contracts on how to make sure the words are in there so that the university and whoever ends up filling that chair doesn't end up doing something other than what you wish. You're, you're right, and thank you very much. You're right. This document needs to spell out in some appropriate detail. Not, you can't do too much, but some appropriate detail, the responsibilities of being the editor of JES. If that's going to be part of the job, then you're right. It's got to be spelled out in appropriate detail. Whether or not we here, the Dialogue Institute, 
want to include that shareholder as being president of the DI, that's for this discussion, this uh, uh, story to discuss. And if so, that would also have to be in appropriate detail described. Otherwise, it's, it's a nothing. Now, my, yeah, sense, my sense is that we go for describing in appropriate detail the, the editorship of JES and maybe make some kind of allusion to the possibility or collaboration of some appropriate fashion, some kind of language relating to the DI. That's the discussion I think we should have here in greater detail. My inclination at the present time would be to make the editorship of JES be a, an integral part of the chair and an opening and invitation to appropriate participation in the work for the president or whatever of the Dialogue Institute. I'm thinking somebody who's going to be my successor, I mean, I think of two people that, that you know, I, I would like to encourage to apply right now, as both of them would want to do both and would be able to do both very, very well. But my my suggestion, I, I I agree with Glenn that we need to have. Go ahead. I agree with Glenn that we need to have further conversation on this particular aspect of it. In other words, just beyond the editorship, what exactly do we say? My recommendation at, at, at this point is that they certainly be an ex officio member of the board of the Dialogue Institute and its successor, but the presidency. It, uh, and, and their, if you like, their managerial responsibilities is something that I think the board of the DI and its successor should decide. If they find that that individual is the right kind of individual to take on those responsibilities and their, and their teaching workload and other academic workload allows for that and everyone is in agreement, great. But I don't think it should be anything that's part of the deal, so to speak. Well, and, and, and that, is, that is the reason there's the next item on the agenda, succession planning, that, that I really see that as a separate step. Um, the presidency of the DI is, is separate from the endowed chairs, and, um, and that's something this board needs to you know, work closely with Len on that and, and run it in parallel. And, yeah, uh, but before you leave this issue, I want to slice... I haven't, left, we haven't left the issue. Okay, You're good. I want, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> But, but, I mean, we, we do want to support Len in the work that, that um, he's been doing with Di in, in endowing this chair. And I think you're hearing, Len, a lot of support in, in, in wanting to do it, though, in a, in a way that protects the DI and the journal as well. Uh, not just uh, creating a, a, a chair of interreligious studies uh, without making sure that the, the journal is protected. And, and so there needs to be language to that effect that, if the person turns out not to be a good editor, um, they certainly cannot continue. I mean, the DI needs to decide right. who the editor will be, not, not not Temple University, and it could be taken away from that from that person. Um, uh, one so, one of the ways Len should uh, talk to someone uh, or consider is that there is a ver every chaired professor is a tenured professor. But not every tenured professor is a chaired professor. Mm -hmm. 
And the way to deal with that issue and put the muscle uh, spread of, uh, among the university and the DI and the JES, of course, is for the appointment to the chair to be a term appointment, not a considered appointment, not a lifetime appointment. Right. And there are ways to There's do that in university. Pardon? Right. Not a tenured appointment. Right. Well, we don't do the tenuring, but the chair can be a term chair to a tenured professor, and there can be a time when a tenured professor who's been the Swidler chairholder no longer is the Swidler chairholder, but does not lose tenure. And that's one way to think about structuring this. Yes, it is. Uh, it's a new way for me to think about it, uh, and I thank you for that elaboration. I want to say at this point, I'll not want to repeat it ever, um, that I think tenure is junk. Um, <laughs> spoken as an administrator. No, spoken <laughs> as a former uh, tenure professor. No, as somebody who gave up tenure ah. to come to Swarthmore to be president. Right. You know, yeah. And who never missed it. I mean, it wasn't held over me. You, you're not tenured. No, you're the president, you son of a bitch. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're worse than tenured. You're worse than tenured. Right? You should know, Dory, at Temple University, the provost and the president automatically have tenure in a college or, or, um, or school. Yeah, I'm grateful to know it. I don't admire it. No, I think it's stupid, but I'm not unique. I can tell you it exists. I respect it because it exists, but for no other reason. Search, search um, for Howard's point, I think I was going to suggest the same thing. I think that is to address your issue about us having the capability of removing the person if they do not meet the mission and standard for the DI and ecumenical um, right. journal because we have nothing to do with tenure and it'll be a legal battle for us to remove somebody as a tenured professor at a standing university as a organization outside of that university. So, yeah, but that's so, a simple sep so separating the chair <coughs> from the... It can the, be done. So it oh, can be done. Yeah. If, if I were them. drafting this, it would yeah. be a clause. And all it would yeah. say is, after the Swidler chair, blah, 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 um, it would say, and the Swidler chairholder shall be the editor of the Journal of Ecumenical Studies with the advice and approval of the Board of the Dialogue Institute, comma. Okay, now we're making sense. Yeah, right. I mean, that... that I mean, I know how to draft those things. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> but it no, sounds we, like we're doing committee work here, so... No, so we, we were just yeah. talking on this point. We were just filling we're the time while you were absent. Yeah. We, <laughs> we took an executive decision without you. <laughs> <laughs> so just say yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. <laughs> General. <laughs> still bucking for that star. Right. Yeah. And I will. But this is this is a huge. This is a big step, and, a, and a, I think if handled uh, carefully, a, a wonderful step for for the you know uh, Len's legacy and uh, and the work that he's done. And, and so. But also to the merger, I think it will strengthen. Yes. Right. Our negotiation with. 
them because we then have a a clear connection and, and input from Central University. Right. Right. Yes. Before we leave this presentation, how about this? Could we ask, say, Howard to draft some essential kind of language like you just spoke of, mm -hmm. for example, circulated among all of us? And, and not that this would be the language that we would use, but it's the kind of issues that I would want to bring in my next conversation, whenever that might be, with Guy, uh, to say these are some of the concerns that we, or the JSDI have that we would like to see. And so that would then, I, I would hope he would say, okay, maybe you know, we will have a conversation with the board, some board representative, not just Leonard Swidler. Well, in conjunction with you, when we get the document that's already partly drafted or fully drafted or in draft, I will uh, give you supplemental language right. Right. for for the, this right. group to consider right. that I think manifests those pieces that we want included. Right. Okay. Now, let's assume for the moment that we do that and we work toward a document where we're all satisfied. I would like to ask assume that for the moment, that that goes forward. Do we, as a board, want to also associate uh, using the leverage of the announcement, public announcement of my request the DI, with whatever event is going to happen with the chair, et cetera, at the university, as I suggested before? Yes, I think you know, having a celebration and having all of that is a wonderful thing. You just got to make sure we do the work on the, on the uh, you know, putting things in writing so that there's no misunderstanding. All the language and special language yeah. and concrete language be worked out to the entire assurance. I, and we want to celebrate your your you know, 50 plus years and 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 the gifts an and underpinning and, for the and celebration. We want to honor you with that. Right. Absolutely. All right. Great. Good. Um, then. Um, I will look for that document when you get it with the official wording. And let's not put it off because the summer will evaporate in a hurry. No, no, I won't put it off. And okay. what I, the way I think of doing this is I'll get this document. Right. I'll look at it and make suggestions, and I will sit down with you to make sure it's okay with you, and then we'll circulate it to the group. Good, correct. Thank right. you. And, and to your point, Len, <clears throat> Timeliness is is important because you do want to make the announcement in relationship to the Temple University Right. Temple would have to agree to the conditions for the announcement. Oh, sure. Oh, right. <clears throat> right. Yeah. We'd have to find the document that can be signed. Right. A lot of things in parallel that need to be done. So, yeah, absolutely, we're in support of that. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to have to leave in 10 minutes. Um, so I want to have a little bit of time on programs, marketing, and development. Uh, the STUSI program starts soon. Um, that's very exciting. Look forward to meeting them. If you can, yes, and, and William is part of the report on, on programs uh, in Africa. Um, and and um, Rebecca, <coughs> you can send the board um, the outline of the schedule for STUSI, even if it's not complete or in draft. We want everyone to know what. 
at least opportunities they can come and meet and get their schedule blocked off as to critical dates. And, um, um, and, and, and with the Democratic Convention, I'll email you some things on that in terms of political fest will be going on during the entire convention at the convention center, and that'll be an opportunity that you can take them and, and they can get a tasting of really what politics is about at the convention center. It's called Political Fest. There's about six or eight other places downtown that'll be doing open houses, and I'll get a list of those for you. It's down to the timing. Well, but the political fest is open all day for like five days. But the, is that on their website now? Uh, I don't know, but it'll be that week. It's like the week of the 22nd yeah. to 27th or something right. um, at the convention center, uh, and that'll be. It's, it's a pretty cool thing that they do. They, they interview mostly they introduce young people to the process, um, and and um, but then the historical society will have an exhibit and other six or seven other. Downtown entities will have exhibits. Uh, that will be open that whole week, so you can work around that week. The only thing that I would ask of board, Peter, Giddy, Howard, Majid, are all invited to be a part, um, and I will put in the schedule the suggestions for where you would be involved, so I just need you to confirm dates as soon as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know when you need to I think I put in the email the week of the 26th. Okay. When did you send it? I don't remember. I don't I'll remember getting it. Again. Please send it again. Yes. I, don't, I don't remember okay. getting it. I, I know I don't always get to see everything. And William, you have a report on Africa you wanted to know. Yes. We have a chance yeah. to be involved with dialogues several places in Africa and prospects in the future. Dr. Swidler and them are working on ties with the University of Uyo in Uyo, Nigeria, thanks to a professor I met at the American Academy of Religion two different times. And thanks to my contact in Nigeria, Olavisi Animashou, the daughter of Wande Abimbola, with whom I recommended for board membership, she has opened doors. I followed up on a contact, the former vice chancellor or president, the University of Ilorin, Dr. Oloyeti. I met him at Metanexus Conference at Penn in 2007-2008. And he received us, took us to the current president's office, met the chair of religious studies, one or two other administrators, had dinner at his home, and he's willing to invite Dr. Swidler and me to a conference. He needs a date when we can come for a conference on dialogue. <coughs> Thanks to a contact I met at the Parliament of World Religions last October, Dr. or Elisa Bubayero, he's with the United Religions Initiative in Kaduna, Nigeria. That's north of Abuja, the capital. He met us on the road, drove us to Kaduna State University up to the administration building. We went in the vice chancellor's office, and he's very interested in getting together. They're supported by the United States Embassy in Abuja. They've got all the funding and everything. We could come over there, maybe train people or have a conference. That's one contact in Nigeria. That's very promising, William. In Benin Republic, thanks to a contact, Dr. Yaki, he was one day Abibola's doctoral student, like another father to Olavisi, we've gone to his home. He put us in touch with the former prime minister of the Republic of Benin, that's in the street west of Nigeria. He it had a, bit, a major conference. I sent Peter and some of you 
ideas that were in a major conference with dignitaries on dialogue. He has an NGO that's well-funded, and he'd like to know how the Dialogue Institute could help in working with him. He got money? Yes. Good. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to hear that. Another one is in the Ivory Coast. We went to Yamsokro, the capital, and met Dr. Jean-Noël Locou, thanks to Dr. Yati's introduction. He's the Secretary General of the Felix Hofouet Boigny Peace Foundation. If you know French real well, you can look at my writing and help me in pronunciations. He is very Boigny. Fouet Boigny. You know that foundation? Fouet. Fouet. Boigny. <laughs> and William, I apologize for walk, running out, but understand. stay with your report. The vice chair, um, Dory, will take over. <laughs> uh, so we had a nice meeting. He's interested in establishing ties. They give up awards like Jimmy Carter and a joint award to declare Mandela for peace. And then we met at another foundation. Not doing a pretty good job, though, getting there, are they? Of Amado Hampate Ba Foundation. He was a famous sage, and his daughter's director of the foundation. Dr. Yaki referred us there. We had several visits with her at the foundation. Foundation is what we want to pursue. Let me add that. I and Rebecca and I both had have had extensive conversations with William, um, and there are, in our judgment, some very solid likelihoods of really worthwhile activity and funding possible to make it happen. Obviously, we're not going to do anything that doesn't have the funding upfront ready to go, and we're very. Uh, aware of that concern, and I think uh, I am reasonably optimistic that we can make a number of good things happen and that it will be financially advantageous in the future. So I want to, I personally want to thank William for this really extraordinary kind of ambassadorial work that he has done in Nigeria and countries. I would just add that at the rate he's going and Tombo's going, we'll be an Africa central <laughs> entity. That's right. <laughs> That's the future. All right. Back to the to the chair. You got the chair. Well, I've got the chair, and I uh, lead making the just inspected the agenda to ask us collectively where we are on item eight programs, marketing, and development, and whether we've done enough from one's point of view and others on number seven, the gala celebration, 50 year anniversary. Well, that was what I was talking about. Okay, yeah. so you believe we've attended that well enough? For today? <laughs> All I needed at this point, it seems to me, as a go-ahead or encouragement from this chair. Yeah, to go ahead with right. legal stipulations on right. your own. Right. Okay. We're back to number eight then. Yeah. Where are we poised to go? 
Tim item here. I don't know, is that it for program? Right. Then I can, yeah, I'll just, uh, hopefully you've read, I'll pass the report out again for those who are here. And just highlight a few things. If you haven't read it, I encourage you to please do that just to keep yourself updated. It includes every time reminders of how, as board members, you can support both marketing and development beyond those of you who are on the marketing development committee. <coughs> I'll just uh, draw your attention under the activities of note to the, the last item, uh, an upcoming conference that the, the DIJS is co-sponsoring, uh, the dynamics of religious pluralism in the changing world. That's the International Council of Christians and Jews conference at St. Joe's here in Philadelphia in July. So CC students will be connecting, but we encourage all of you to, to definitely check that out and, and uh, participate if you are in town. Um, under marketing communications, I'll just sort of mention, um, I don't need to give you the specific numbers, but the, with the email list, the website, all the social media stuff, we're continuing to increase those numbers. We've added uh, just over 400 people to the email list, and those are people who've asked to be added, people that are very invested. Um, the website in April, we, uh, so it's been now, you know, that we launched the, the new website, dialogueinstitute.org, uh, just over a year ago, last uh, beginning of April. Uh, and this past April, last two months ago, uh, we had a, almost 1,400 unique visitors, which is by far the uh, record high. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, continuing to, to increase those numbers and kind of expand exposure. Um, Do you have a goal in numbers specifics? Uh, well, the, for the past year, it was uh, modest because we're, we're new at this, uh, mm -hmm. just a 25% increase. Uh, across the board, and we've, we've exceeded that uh, by far. Facebook, we've gone from uh, a year ago, 858 to almost 1,400 now, uh, so almost uh, double. Uh, so, and again, it, you know, those, those numbers only ultimately matter if those people convert to supporters and active donors, uh, et cetera. So we're, we're doing that, but worth getting out, and we're continuing to get more folks involved that had not uh, been connected to the DIRJS previously through social media. Um, on the second, uh, the second page, um, just a reminder, of course, about the annual gift. We've, we've had the conversation about the matching gift. You've hopefully all seen that letter. It's to your discretion whether you feel willing and able to give beyond your annual contribution, but that's what we've asked you to do at this point uh, as board members. Um, under grant proposals and awards, you already know about Doha. Uh, we did just this week finally get, um, we, we'd already gotten confirmation of the, the SUSI money, right? That's the State Department money for the now just summer SUSI program. Uh, but this week finally got confirmation of that the money has now come in, so we now have access to that $240,000. Um, so that's a good thing. You see the list of pending uh, grants and awards. Um, so those are ones that are in that we're waiting to hear about including the, the Kavus uh, Galbenkian Prize, which is one that was referred to us by a former student of Lens now in Turkey. Uh, it's a, a foundation named after a, a Turkish guy based in Portugal. The award is 300000 Might be a bit of a long shot, but, um, but we'll hear about that probably uh, next month. Um, so those are live, and then on the last page, the list of kind of emerging upcoming you've heard um, Len and William talk about the Nigeria-Africa proposals. There are a number of others there that you can 
I encourage you to read through, ask questions about. And as always, if you have uh, either connections to any of those places uh, or other suggestions for, for money, that's, that's an ongoing process, and we certainly appreciate your I should tell you, I have met Alan Sliska. Yeah. Uh, a graduate of Yale University and a phenomenally wealthy person. And uh, if you want to send me that stuff, um, I will uh, pine into it based on what I know about him. Sure. He was a roommate of Ed Rosen, who funded the Hillel House up at, uh, what street is that? Up here in Norris. Norris. Uh, Norris. And uh, Slifko gave, I think, the second largest gift. And I and I participated in what writing that. Um I think it was a quarter million, but I'm not sure. It was a big number. And uh Ed Rosen, his roommate, uh he wanted to help out and Ed was A already ill and is now deceased. So I'll follow up with that. And what is this script about? Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's uh, definitely Jewish focused, but um, I don't have the details. Well, I do have the details. So. Um, they have this concept they call shared society. So it's, they, they support efforts to support uh, to cultivate a world state of difference. So that includes. Um, fostering collaborative efforts of shared society advocates, intergroup relations, et cetera. So it's a little broader than just religious, but because of the Jewish sort of identity of the foundation, it's, uh, it connects pretty strongly uh, what we do. But it's, it's a more of a, it's a broader connection. Um, and Osprey? Right, Osprey is based in Baltimore, and they have an ecumenical and interfaith initiative that's, that's a, an absolute direct hit for what we do, but it's, a, it's an ongoing rolling process. We would submit a letter of interest, a letter of inquiry, and then see what happens. Uh, right, the GIS institution. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And some, sometimes some of these things you submit using my pedigree because well, those are awards. This is, so the foundation stuff is definitely supporting the Dialogue Institute. Um, in theory, the Osprey Foundation and the Slifka Foundation uh, support general operating funding, which is obviously the money that we're most, uh, most interested in. Uh, so we'll be exploring those possibilities. The last thing I'll mention, just to highlight on the report, the, the spring appeal. So in terms of that deficit, Howard, and all of you, uh, we are actively, we've sent out these uh, Roughly 350 appeals. Uh, about 60 of those have been focused on that temple match. Uh, you know, understanding Madge's concerns, concerns that we all share about running that deficit, those are out. We've, to date, um, heard back from 10 people on the match. Uh, and in addition to Len's $1,000 that sort of kicked it off, we've raised 1350 just in a couple of weeks. Um, and those, we had more letters go out in the last couple of weeks, so we expect those those donations to continue in. Uh, with the general uh, appeal for general operating support, we've also heard from 10 other donors. Five of them are first time, folks that have never given to the DI or JF. Uh, and we've raised $1,700 in the last couple of weeks from those appeals. So that's money that's coming in. You know, we have the rest of June. Uh, we certainly, I mean, it's, it's been a pretty steady flow. Um, 
so we would expect to, to dig into that deficit. Um, you know, I don't know exactly how much, but that much more over the next uh, next few weeks and beyond. So we'll keep you posted on the response to the, uh, the appeal yeah, letter. Why don't you say something Right. One of the general donations of that 1700 one was a, a donor who came to us through the these monthly open houses that we've been doing, met with us and met with Len uh, separately, and has now she lives in New York, but uh, contributed a thousand dollars. She's one of the first time donors, uh, so we're excited to cultivate that relationship. She's very interested in, in what we're doing and what Len has been doing. Uh, so those, yeah, I mean, that's an example of those connections of somebody who found out about us through other channels that hadn't been connected, but now we're, we're sort of bringing into this process of cultivation through the open houses, cultivation into. I would urge everybody on the board every um, second Tuesday of the month, which in this case is going to be a week from tomorrow, will be the last of these discovery dialogue at home for so one hour. Anybody who you think might be interested in Dialogue, Dialogue Institute related, urge them to come. It's just one hour. Tim runs it and works very, very well. Um, and we get you know, connections. And anybody you know that is or should be interested in Dialogue, point in this way. A week for tomorrow. 4.30 to 5.30, every second Tuesday. There will not be one in July or August, but otherwise. And uh, it, we have not had more than maybe three people at a time, and that's fine. But they seem to be quality. Yeah. And Would you make a point, uh, as a follow-up to that, to look into the Everett Foundation, E-V-E-R-E-T-T, -E -E Everett, I forget his first name, he's deceased. Um, very wealthy uh, Wall Streeter who died. Uh, his wife runs his foundation. I met her. Edith is her name. Um, I forget his name, but she'll probably be uh, listed as the managing director, whatever the hell it is. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know her, and she's really interested in interfaith dialogue. Great, yeah, absolutely. Edith Everett. Okay. Um, and the last thing you see, the, the final note under the appeals, uh, we will still this month, hopefully within the next week or so, get one additional. We've had sort of a multi-level <coughs> appeal, one that's JES specific to subscribers and other folks that have been connected in that way. One more general, one to the temple match. And then the last one is focused, uh, will be about 100 people roughly. Uh, so in addition to what we've already sent out, folks that have been actively involved in the SUSE program as presenters, as hosts. Uh, program folks, uh, you name it. So any host families, all of that stuff, but people who have a, a really deeply vested interest in the SUSE program specifically, we're going to be asking for a general appeal again. So we'll go toward that deficit. But that's that's coming out in the next uh, week or so. So that we expect to get some return on that investment as well. May I also suggest to everybody on the board uh, that we think of who might be uh, we might ask Tim and yourself, wherever you are, to go meet with this person uh, to tell them about the work of JSDI. Um, in, in other words, not just get them to come to us, but do it the other way around. And if I understand rightly, 
given the right timing and everything, Tim would go with you to see Tom, Dick, or Mary. Sure, we, we can definitely. I mean, that, that's ongoing in your role as board members, obviously. Any any trees you can shake uh, on our behalf, uh, let me know or let us know. I mean, I would think that maybe I would suggest, Tim, you might want to write a circular letter every month to the, each board member saying, who did you think of this month might be a potential visitor? that we would go and visit. I mean, I would invite Tim to push us, you know, like to go to Peter and say, Peter, who do you know that um, the two of us could come and visit? And, uh, and Peter's got a zillion things to do. He's not going to think about it until Tim pushes him. And I would like to suggest, unless there's some objection, that Tim, if you would consider writing to the board members in whatever way you think is appropriate, to say, hey, we got somebody that we can go and visit this month. Well, we, we can certainly think about an ongoing way to do that, but, but for now, consider yourself pushed today <laughs> okay. at this moment. Okay. Okay. In addition to considering ourselves pushed, anything further, Tim? Further from anybody? When will the next board meeting be? Has it been scheduled? October would be the rhythm, unless unless there's a special meeting right around the merger. The month is clear, October, but the date we need to choose. Yes, can you check the schedules and can we get a firm date? Because like I'm flying up from Texas, and the week before and week after I make commitments, and it's really not easy when they change them like this. So if we could have a firm commitment to stick yeah. Mr. Mr. Chair, I would ask that you ask for us to pick a date right now for next uh, October. As a matter of fact, I would suggest we pick dates for October and January. We're all busy people. I would suggest that Rebecca talk to Magic to make sure yes. it's with his calendar. January or March, you mean? October. I know October, but for the next October, one. October, March, and May. Oh, because he's in January. We don't No, but I think we all ought to agree that uh, Rebecca should call Magid and get him to focus so we could set in advance the, the remainder or the fiscal 17. That I would include William in our minutes. Yeah. So you'll get the minutes within a week. And the dates should be in there. Okay, and like, do you have any major meetings coming up that you have to go to in October? If you could double check, so we don't have to suddenly reschedule. We want, we really need to honor the request not to change the date. Mm -hmm. So I need also to check with the temple calendar yes. for its events, and um, the Fridays still work okay in general. Fridays. Fridays one to four. One to four. One to three. <laughs> what time are we now? We no. Well, thirty to three after <laughs> now, and I have to get home by five. Yes, right. And is driving me. And William has to catch a train. Yes. And Howard has to take a nap. No. <laughs> Mr. Chairman. 
Mr. Chairman, I move we adjourn. Second. All in favor, signify by rising. <laughs>
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.